Welcome back to the TNT BNB podcast. On these episodes, we will be bringing in a guest host to rank our favorite movies from a certain year. So sit back, mix a drink, and enjoy the show. Listener beware, we will be spoiling the shit out of all of these movies. Here we go again. <clears throat> we are back with our year in review, this year being 1991. So we're getting close. Good old days. Yeah, we're almost 20 years deep into this after the next one. Well. This will be 20. This will be our 20th. No, it's more than that. No, it's 91. And then we're going to be our 30th. Yeah. We've done 30 years. This will be our 30th episode. Oh, that's right. 30. Yeah. I'm old as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You were how old in 91? Three. Jesus. I was six. That's when we moved up up north. God damn. Got out of the ghetto to the go to the country. <laughs> <laughs> Another strong year. Yeah. This is the first year that I've seen so many movies. We watched a lot this year. And I can't tell you, like, I, the last time I added, like, I can't put that movie in. Oh, I can't put that movie in. Oh, I can't put that movie in. So, like... I, when I went through the whole thing on IMDb, I was like, okay, this is for sure. This one's for sure. I'm like, I like this one, but well, I'll be an add-in if I need one. And Yeah, yeah I kind of, when I first made the list initially, I was like, shit, I'm, I was like guaranteeing, that's guaranteed. And then I realized, like, I can't guarantee all these. Like, there's too many. Yeah. So I had to kind of limit to, like, four or five. I'm like, those are for sure making it. And then kind of take the 15 extra movies and that the remaining yeah, six and spots. like I was saying before, there were some that I didn't rewatch that for sure would have made the list, but having not rewatched them, I couldn't just wouldn't be able to talk about them. Good year, yeah, definitely a great year. Um, and then a few more good years coming up. So, Do you guys remember '91? You were seven. Yeah. Yeah, you probably remember. Uh, I yeah, I don't remember any like that was the uh, Braves Twins World Series. No, the yeah. Jack Morris game. One of the best games of all time. Nothing significant. Best series. That. It was like six six games or one run games <laughs> or something. Mm-hmm. Nothing significant of ninety one. Like I was six years old. I don't remember much. So. Last Lions playoff win. That's right. <laughs> or that and season. I guess they won the playoff game in ninety two. But right. And also, the only playoff win in fifty fucking years. Well, probably more like 60, 60 no. It's like 64 years. Jesus. We'll get there. Dan Campbell. Represent. <laughs> I was texting with our buddy who lives in Denver. He's like, hey, Stafford finally got one. I'm like, yep. It's the closest I'm going to get to a Super Bowl in my lifetime. Pretty much. You see those Lions Rams shirts? Oh, yeah, that was pretty cool, though. I like how m- the majority of Lions fans were happy for him. They're like, you fucking traitor, you left, and yeah. all that shit. I'm glad people were happy for him. Uh, there was one guy I was watching the game with that was going on about, like, see, that's why he fucking sucks. Like, he made, like, a bad throw or <laughs> so. He was, like, hating on him the whole time. God like, damn. Oh, well. Can't please everyone. You want right. to start us well, off we're there? Staged. All right. So, I was already going to automatically be on it, so let's go. Um... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. That is mine also. This is your Age of the Worst? Age yes. of the Worst. I didn't even rewatch this. So it's not um, IMDb is 6.1, Meta 45, Tomato 
35, audience 67. Worldwide, about 78.7 million. Um, that was the domestic number, too. It didn't get a worldwide release. Yeah, exactly. Um, director, Michael Pressman. I didn't know any of the other actors or act, whatever, so I didn't put him on. Um, I don't know. The first one was kind of more serious. Yeah, the first one could potentially make my list for yes. 90. I, I like that one. That one was bit. great. This one was more child, like childish. Not a, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is, is dark. The original comic is super dark. Exactly. So I don't know. I mean, I understand the reasoning to get the like the toys and all that for the kids. Merchandise. And the yeah. merchandise. I understand. Okay, let's make this into pizza and fun and this and that. But that's not what they are. They need to make this shit. You dark. guys both rewatched this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah, it does not age well. Is this the one with Vanilla Ice song? Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. Go Ninja, go Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, I don't have much so. to say about this movie besides I, for the Teenage Mutant Ninja series, the first one was the best one, and when they go into this whole child stuff. That's right. Yeah. They, to <laughs> me, Okay. Leave the movies to the dark shit, and you can make the TV shows for the children. And just leave it like that. Yeah, and, I mean, the fight choreography is terrible. Oh, yeah. I, I love the movie as a kid. Oh, I, I did, mean, too, because I was a child. And but stupid. watching it, and, and I probably hadn't seen it since I'd been a child. At least I have, like, the trading cards. Like, like they're mm-hmm. like baseball cards. Yeah, I had those. Ninja Turtle cards. I had the action You'd be like, oh, I got April O'Neil. <laughs> <laughs> I had that shit ton of the yeah. action figures. I think like Tops or somebody made them. Somebody oh, was pretty big, dude. Yeah, I had a binder full. I don't know where the fuck they went, but. But I think my biggest gripe with this one is you get the super shredder at the end. But he's only there for like two minutes and then he ends up killing himself. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And the fact that they'd use Toka and Razor instead of Bebop and Rocksteady. Like, those were the two yeah. henchmen, the first henchmen. They should have gone with them. Yeah. But. Well, he's got the Nintendo games. Yeah. Hard as fuck. They were, but they were fucking awesome. <laughs> I love too. those games. The one where you actually, like, swim in the water. That one's that so one, hard. That one's impossible. I've never beaten that one. I think like people the one do there, speed runs on, like, YouTube and that's stuff. That's insane. But like the arcade style ones, oh, just that the, those just ones fighting. are fun as fuck. That was a good. Well, are we done with that? Oh, I'm done. I I haven't I've seen I saw I haven't seen that one since high school or maybe college. I've actually I bet you in college Justin busted him out to watch. Yeah, it's funny you say that because for Christmas he got the entire animated series he's gonna watch with his daughter. No, oh, okay. Actually, what comic makes those? It's like, it's not one of the major publishers. It was, I can't I remember. I kind of always forget about them. But it was black and white. It wasn't like colored. Oh, okay. And it was apparently pretty brutal. I've never read any of them. Yeah, but. I don't know. All right, My Age of the Worst. It's a good movie. This, this keeps happening. I'm just like, <laughs> I, I finally just make a list and I'm like, all right, what? What can I choose that has a bad aging? Mine's JFK. Didn't make my list. Have you ever seen JFK? I have, yeah. Yeah. All right, anyways, it's Tomato Meter 84, Audience 88, 
IMDb 8.0, Metascore 72, directed by Oliver Stone, written by Jim Garrison, based on his book. And Jim Mars and Oliver Stone did the screenplay. $40 million budget, made 70.4 US, 205.4 worldwide. Jesus. Kevin Costner, Gary Oldman, Jack Lemmon, John Candy, Tommy Lee Jones, Sissy Spacek. This is a pretty good movie. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it is. Here's, There's two reasons I have that age the worst. One, it's three hours and 14 minutes long. That's it's, why it's I didn't watch it. I put it on because I own it because my parents got the Oliver Stone box set and they had extra mm. movies, so they just gave it to me. I saw it once when I was younger. But I put it on. I was doing stuff as I was watching because I'm like, I cannot sit <coughs> for three hours. Yeah. Um, the runtime is one way I age the worst. The second is like, Oliver Stone, I was reading more about this. Like, he was in Vietnam, and he has many Vietnam movies, you know, Born on the Fourth of July, yeah. Platoon. Like, he's got movies because he was there. And I think he has a lot of bitterness about that time period from what I was reading. So, like, yeah. he, he's always been curious about the Kennedy assassination. He's but been obsessed. obsessed. He just released a new documentary that came out this year. But uh, the whole thing is, like, two of the big parts of this movie to like support his case because it's kind of all this movie really is just kind of his idea about what happened yeah one of them is a made-up character played by donald sutherland called mr x <laughs> which simpsons spoofed and yeah. well, there's an episode they spoofed that in and then there's another character played by kevin bacon who i forgot to mention too where he's like a gay prostitute that has like an affair with tommy lee jones who's the guy who's like might be responsible with with uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, which yeah. is Gary Oldman. But, like, that character is made up as well. And there's, like, this weird <laughs> scene where Tommy Lee Jones... I can't imagine Tommy Lee Jones doing this. He's, like, sprayed in, like, gold. It's, another, it's like almost like a gay... Like, there's nothing... You don't see anything happening, but right. it's, like, a gay party. And, like, Kevin Bacon's, like, licking his face and, like, rubbing his body. And, like, Tommy Lee Jones is, like spray painted gold like an oscar statue and i'm like this is the weirdest fucking thing like oliver stone what are you what's going on buddy yeah it's a good movie john candy has a small part like for five minutes he's fucking great now it made me think like god i wish he would have done more like serious movies because he had some chops yeah i mean yeah it's a good movie it's just it's so fucking they take some serious liberties with the story for sure but and obviously, Costner's character is Jim Garrison, who's the book is based. So, like, some of his inputs so on there. there. Yeah, there really was. There was a trial in 1969. Yeah. For this guy, I don't remember his character's name, but Tommy Lee Jones, and he was acquitted. That actually happened. It, it's the did, only. It's the only charges that were ever brought against anybody outside of Oswald, no, which he, he wasn't even really killed. <laughs> Yeah, but that's you can see that on YouTube. It's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, oh, I just saw a man get murdered. Did they? Did they actually show the footage of There's Kennedy getting film? shot? Yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember if they did or not. Yeah, they show it because that's the whole. Remember when Seinfeld spoofs it with the Keith Hernandez incident? Yep. <laughs> the, spit, the second spitter, like Newman. There's one the, magic Luke. The guy that plays Newman is actually in on Wayne his Knight? on his prosecution team. Is he really? He's actually in that scene with like the. He didn't say one magic bullet, but he says like something li- along those lines. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It hits his left forearm and then ricochets. You know, it's like <laughs> basically saying there had to be more than one. Yeah. Right. Going to come from the same spot. Which one interesting thing that is part of the real case and it is true is from where the one shot came from from the window, 
there was a clear street where like there would have been no trees or nothing they would have easily had a kill shot then and there so they made it harder on themselves and it's kind of like why like yeah. it just mm-hmm. to hide up better or whatever like i mean <clears throat> there are still a lot of questions around all of that. I don't think anything has been... Well, the files were supposed to be released several times. It got pushed yeah. to Trump, now it got pushed to Biden. But even before them, it got. It used to be back when Clinton was yeah. there. And like, it's fucking wild. Yeah. Anyways, JFK is mine. Good movie, but yeah, I has, get some, it. has some issues. I get it. Well, you wiped out my fucking right. worst, so go ahead. Well, this was my last add-on, the one I skipped it the first round, but the second round it made the list. Um, I uh, IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the movie. I yeah, didn't see dude, that one. It's a good one. Um, it's called Hook. Oh yeah, that's my number eight. I am, that's my number four. <laughs> IMDb is six point eight. Uh, meta fifty-two. Tomato twenty-nine. Audience seventy six. That surprised me. Twenty nine percent. Yeah, exactly. Movie got slammed. Yeah. yeah. Worldwide, about three hundred point nine yeah. uh, million. Budget was seventy. Director was Steven Spielberg. Had Dustin Hoffman, Robin Williams, Julia Roberts, Bob Hopkins, 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 Maggie Smith too, um, and a young Gwyneth Paltrow for like yeah. ten yeah. seconds. You know. I watched this movie a lot as a kid. Oh, I did too. I loved uh, how they took the Peter Pan and made it into this. So, um, yeah, I we watched in the van on the way to all these trips, and that's what I remember me, my grandma, my sisters. So, like, we were just kind of. I used to watch this movie like five times a year. Yeah, it was like um, it was um, like once a month. I just I don't know. It's just when I always flocked to. I just, yeah, I, I I watched it as a kid. I wasn't. All that I rewatched. Did you rewatch it this time? Yeah, I wouldn't have. <clears throat> it wouldn't have made my list had I not. The runtime on this fucker. This is like two twenty-seven or something. Oh yeah, because I remember I'm... when I put put on Netflix, I was like, Jesus, <laughs> like, yep. I don't remember this movie being that long. No, I didn't either. I guess it takes a while to get into it. Yeah, he probably doesn't arrive in Neverland until like the thirty-minute mark. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's just that. Um, yeah, like he escaped from Netherlands. It's like the Peter Pan story. And um, fell in love and stayed and grew up old. And he didn't realize it. He forgot that he was actually Peter Pan. Yeah, I forgot who he was. And once he went back to Netherlands. I mean, that's one of the weird things. Like, how 13, probably, when yeah. he decided to stay. Should have remembered that. Mm-hmm. I think like it's the was... magic of the place, though. That makes yeah, I, I, suppose, I suppose. Yeah, because but Maggie, sh- but not Maggie, Maggie Smith. Wendy doesn't. She remembers, even though she's an old woman. That's true. But maybe I don't know what. Because well, then again, though, they don't reference. I can't remember from the stories, the old stories, but in the, this story, she seems to like have never actually lived there. She just would go and visit sometimes, or he would visit her. He would he flies visit to her, her window. Yeah, and then she got older, and. But in the cartoons and the old stories, isn't she? Wendy's like, one of them, isn't she? I think no. I, th- I can't remember because Michael's got the bear because he even finds the bear at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's right. Um, fuck, I don't remember the cartoon. All that. It's while. been a long time, and those are old too. I mean, fuck, those yeah. are like the fifties. 
Did you? I don't. I'm not familiar with like the original story at all either. Well, he. I don't know if he mentioned it. it's written by J. M. Barry. Is the books. And when did do you know when they came out? They got to be old as shit because the cartoons were in like the 50s. Yeah. It's almost like the old Winnie the Pooh. That those books are from like the 1920s yeah. or something. Yeah. It's good. I yeah. This is more of a. Uh, this is a nostalgia one for me. I. I don't know. I, it was tough because I didn't know where to place it. Because when I was a kid, I was the number one for sure, just because I loved it <laughs> right, that much. Right, but. Right. So here's a fun story. When I was younger, this is how much I was into Peter Pan. So they had those bike parades where you dress up and ride your bicycle during the parade and stuff. Like a Fourth of July parade or a Memorial Day parade? Or? It's just like what our hometown did. Like Was there like a festival in Cadillac? Yeah, something like that. And they had like okay. dog costume Heritage days thing. or something? Like people dress as their dog and their dog's next to them. And there was pe- people that dressed their bikes up and yeah, dress yeah. up. Well, I had I was dressed up as Peter Pan. They had the green tights and the little hat. And Did I was your mom them. make the costume? Or? Yeah. yeah. Nice. And I loved Peter Pan growing up as a kid because I, well, I am Peter Pan. I never <laughs> grew up. Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Pan had a drinking problem. <laughs> Damn. You Not never got problem. rid of you never got rid of the green. No. Just, you just inhale it now, you know. Yeah. Every hour, every half hour. It's weird too, like. 30 years later, 31 now, like, how big of a deal it must have been to be like, holy shit, Dustin Hoffman's going to be Captain Hook, and like... For sure. It's like, when we get up, we get crazed, like, oh my god, like, <laughs> Colin Farrell's the Penguin? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the same kind of thing, though, where... I mean, it did well, it just it... didn't get... Critically, it got beat to shit, I think. In fact, I think it yeah. might have been on Cisco and Niebuhr, it's like 10 worst and stuff like that. I think have an imagination, right. you old fucks. But again, like this movie made 119 million domestic, 300 worldwide, and I didn't realize there was that much of a foreign market back then. I wonder because in the movie, remember when they they fly to England or London? It could have played pretty. I wonder big if in it's a British story. It, I think it I is. I think it is because in the original cartoon, they have Big Ben in it. Yeah. I'm yeah. So I, I bet you just because of that. That that's yeah. a, a big point. European. That's a good point. I mean, this is pre-China and being as big with movies. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Robin Williams playing Peter Pan. That's pretty. But good. they've tried redoing not this story, but like Pan. They did. They, they did, did it. There have been a couple. They did Peter Pan with like 2003ish. I want to say, and they did Pan with Pan had Jackman. Like, Played Captain Yeah, Hulk. Rooney Mara was Tinkerbell. Yeah, that fucking bombed, though. I thought that yeah. looked cool. It was Joe I, Wright, I think. Yeah, I, I watched it. I didn't hate it. I thought the trailer looked cool, but it didn't I, do well. No, it did horrible. No, but, like, um, we had, like, Dustin Hoffman did not really look like Dustin Hoffman until you really had a sip. Oh, he's scene. chewing up scenery in that movie, Oh, do too. you, you want a fun fun fact about this movie? You might know that. You might know this. Remember the one pirate that he's like, who, one of you didn't believe in me and he puts him in the boo box with the scorpions yeah that's glenn close i did read that yeah yes. oh, she's like no so no it wasn't me you know yeah. and they put him yeah. in the box that's glenn close playing, oh, a, shit. playing a man male pirate i wonder how that happened i have how that no idea also one of the officers when they investigate when the kids go missing and they're at the house one of those people is phil collins really so random i'm like they must have just been 
in the area at the like time. Spielberg's they were a fan. Like, hey, Phil, I want to be in a movie for <laughs> right. 10 seconds. Yeah, he probably knows everybody. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, but, I mean, has Spielberg ever worked with Glenn Close before? Like, it's not like he could have called in a favor. He's done so many movies that maybe. Or is it one of those things like Daniel Craig and Star Wars? He was just happened to be in the area yeah. shooting a different movie and just came in for that. I just love so many little, like, things in this movie, too, like... You know, Rufio. And yeah. You can fight. Like, and they crows or whatever. And then, like, the <laughs> kids when he's feeling his face. And it's like, there you are, Peter. Like, I don't know. There's just little things like that. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Take yeah. me back to being a kid. Yeah. The food fight. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. And he's, he's like, there's no food. And that's why he sees it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he picks up and he throws it at Rufio's face. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fun movie. It's... And then Rufio dies. The little boy in it, he was in a bunch of stuff back then. Charlie Corsmo. Oh, yeah. But he, the little girl, I don't think I've ever seen her again in the, the plays of the daughter. But she sings that one song. I don't know if that's oh, her actually play. singing. Right. but it, No, not even that. When they're out, she's like out on the ship singing in like the, the Lost Place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, she has a really nice voice for like a <laughs> six-year-old girl or five or whatever she is. Yeah. I've never seen her since. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I like it. Well, we just killed another. So there's eight. Yeah, so you wiped out both of us, though. So do you just go no, again? I just want you guys yeah. to go because I don't want right. to. Might as well go. I think I'm the only one with this, probably. And we're getting out of the way early <laughs> just because. Well, here's what I want to also do. Let's just, even if we're skipping movies, let's just keep going around. As long as we're because not too imbalanced. Yeah. yeah. But like, let's fine. just keep going around because just so people I just go. don't want one person just to sit there and speak the whole fucking time. Well, we're you just, oh, you can introducing talk. the movie. Everybody's yeah. talking. Exactly. I know. Yeah. But I feel I'm like I'm going to be the only one talking on this one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> These right. travel won't be right. <laughs> Number nine, Boys in the Hood. Yeah, I don't I'm have that. <laughs> Tomato meter 96, audience 93, IMDb is 7.8, Metascore 76, written and directed by John Singleton, budget 6.5 million, made 57.5 US, 57.53 worldwide, so I made 30, <laughs> 30 grand. grand. <laughs> I've got one like that too. It's got Cuba Gooding Jr., Lawrence Fishburne, he might have been Larry then, I think he was. I think you're right. Angela Bassett, Morris Chestnut, and Ice Cube. Two nominations, Best Director and Original Screenplay, both for Singleton. And at the time, well, still to this date, the youngest director ever nominated. He was 23 when he wrote this movie. Damn. He died, I think, in 2019 or 20. He was only, like, in his 50s. Yeah. I forgot he died. Shit. I think he did some of those other ones. I think he might have done, like, Juice and some of those movies in the 90s. Poetic Justice. Yeah. Um, who did he do? Uh... He did The Four Brothers. Was that he did Four Brothers, didn't he? Or was that um? Uh, that was uh. God, what's that guy's name? I, yeah, I'm wrong. Ah, damn it! That's gonna bug the shit out of yeah, me. Yeah, you can fuck it up. Have you guys ever seen Boys in the Hood? Or no? I've saw it once a very long time ago. I think I... if this was like thirty years later and you redid the Oscars, I don't think it would win, but it would have. I think it would have been up for Best Picture. Yeah, I've n- I've probably seen it, but I don't remember it. So it's about like South Central LA. It shows these group of kids when they're... Four Brothers with John Singleton. Oh, it was. Yes, good guess. So let's see exactly when he died. You know, I thought it would have been that... Who's that one guy, Fuqua? Antoine? That's who I thought of, actually, when I said it. I was like, shit, it might have been him. 
He died in 19. 19. So it starts out like they're kids. It's Cuba Gooding Jr. as a kid. You know, they're probably like 10 or 11. And he's got like his best friend, Ricky, and his brother, Doughboy, who's just this big guy. Always wearing a Raiders hat and ends up being Ice Cube when they're older. Yeah. And his dad's Lawrence Fishburne and his mom's Angela Bassett, but they're divorced. And he gets in trouble at school and they had a deal. If he gets in any more trouble, he's going to live with his dad. His dad's like well known in the community. I don't want to say he's a bad guy, but he's got a lot of power and he's like kind of philosophical about like, especially about like black on black violence. In fact, the beginning of the movie says like one in five african-american men will be murdered in their lifetime which is like jarring and then it says <laughs> like i think it's like 80 something percent is by other black men yeah and it's just the whole movie is about like your community and like who you hang around with it's kind of like just any upbringing as far as like who you hang out with could really affect i mean i don't really up. remember but this lean heavily into like gang violence or is it just none of them are in gangs okay I mean, they're in the ghetto, per se, but, like... He says it's Compton, or which... Uh, South Central L.A., which could be Compton. I mean, they're yeah. all kind of... It's like the Catwood to Grand Rapids. You never really know exactly yeah. where things are, but... um, And I think it's about... I mean, he grew up there, I'm pretty sure, John Singleton and Ice Cube did, and some of these yeah, people yeah, did, yeah. you know. But anyways, when they get older, it shows them a few years later. In fact, Ice Cube's character as a kid goes to jail for something. I can't remember what it was. Like he beat the shit out of somebody or something or crippled somebody. I can't remember. But they like go forward and Cuba Gooding's lived with his dad all these years. He's like a pretty good man. And then Ricky is Morris Chestnut. He's like a football star. US, he's going to go to USC. Yep. And then his brother's Ice Cube. And like it's weird because even though Ice Cube's like the worst of the bunch, he's actually not like a, not a bad guy. Mm. He's just kind of his upbringing. So they go to some party, like, out driving one night, kind of almost like, you remember back in the day, pre-cell phones and all the streaming shit, like, people used to go out in their cars and just drive and meet up and do shit. Yep, for sure. Well, it was, like, races and shit, and they go to some thing to pick up some girls, and they come across these gangster guys, and they he pisses them off, one of them does, and they kind of have, like, a rivalry. Well, it ends up being a shootout, and Morris Chestnut's character gets killed. This is kind of towards the end of the movie. And they're all upset and they carry him back. He's dead. I don't even know if they're going to call the cops because it's just like there's nothing they can do. So yeah. they get him back home. And it's actually kind of heartbreaking because Ice Cube had nothing to do with it. And the mom is like, this is all your fault. Like It's kind of like you feel bad for Ice Cube's career. Yeah. Who, by the way, this is like his first movie as an actor. He actually, he does a pretty good job. He's, I mean, playing He's partially, maybe how partially he grew up in a sense. But like, He's developed into a respectable. Yeah, but it's not even like he does a lot of those yeah, family funny point. movies or even Friday. Like this one is like dramatically. He's pretty yeah, good. Yeah. Cuba's good in it. But um, in the end, like they go, go to get revenge. Cuba Gooding Jr. goes to get revenge for his friend's death. And Ice Cube does it for him so he doesn't have to do it. Yeah. And it's his brother anyways. And, like, it kind of ends, and, like, there's, like, little epilogue thing where, you know, like, two weeks over it. You see him walking away. He's, like, he's, I think Cuba says to him, like, he's, like, I ain't got no more brothers, man. He's, like, he's like you always got one of me, you know, kind of goodbye. Yeah. And you see him walking away, and he fades away. Like, like 
dissolves and it's basically like he got killed like two weeks later it says mm-hmm. like I don't know it makes you think about like as much as he talk about you know because it's not even like a cop movie though there are a couple scenes where cops even a black cop is calling them like the n-words and stuff and it's <laughs> yeah. like damn like yeah. but it's just kind of like how do you escape that some of those no doubt there's people out there like that, you know, that aren't bad people that just get stuck in some shitty situation. <laughs> and when you bring up this movie, I just think of uh, Get Hard. Get Hard. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> Kevin uh, Hart. Yeah. Yeah. Did you just tell him the fucking plot of Boys in the Hood? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a good movie. Fishburne's really good in it. I think if 30 years later, he'd probably get nominated for supporting, I'd imagine. You said it got nominated for two? Yeah, it was both for Singleton, Best Director and Original Screenplay. Okay. Yeah, I I did see it. I think I've only seen it once. I own it randomly. I don't remember. I must have got it at FYE for like cheap or something. It was a long time ago. It's I actually got like a metal box. It's kind of cool. But okay. Metal uh, case. But yeah, I... Fuck, what was I going to say? Sorry. No, you're fine. I... Yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah. And, I mean, I remembered the basic story, but just... In fact, one of the girls that, like, they're dating in the movie, like, because they're supposed to be in high school. Mm-hmm. I think Cube's supposed to be, like, in his early 20s, but they, uh... She's the girl he's interested in on Friday. She's, like, the neighbor girl. That oh, he's, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. the same girl. And then <laughs> Regina King's in it, too, and she plays, like, oh, a sassy shit. motherfucker in this. <laughs> well, that fits. I like yeah. Regina King. I do too. But what the fuck happened to Cuba Gooding Jr.? I think I, that he did the Ice Dogs or the Dog movie, and then yeah. he and then he did the like a boat trip, and or then he something. did radio, and then his career was just like done. <laughs> Never go full retard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh god. He won an Oscar. Yeah. And Jerry Maguire. I don't know if he deserved it. It's hard to say. All these years later, but. Well, at least he said he, he was in Rat something. Race. One of your I like Rat Race. Y'all say one of your favorites, but I don't think it's one of your favorites. No, no. I remember seeing that a couple of times. I liked it. Yeah, and then Morris Chestnut. He did like he was on that V remake they did. Remember V, the Aliens with Marie? Show? Yeah, like Marina Baccarin. Yeah, yeah. Never watched it, but I remember it. I was really like excited for it. It's cool for like three episodes, and I was like, oh, this kind of sucks. Did you watch the original? <laughs> No, I just knew about it. So unfortunately, I that was the difficult thing is everyone knew like yeah. Oh, they're like lizard people. <laughs> yeah, that show was uh... Yeah, I mean it's a good movie. Yeah. Have you I've never seen it? I've seen it. I know I have. Like it's on HBO or something like that, but I can't tell you anything about it, but I have seen it. There's a really good speech in it by Fishburne. He's like has a community meeting and he's talking about like how and it's sorta of, there are facts to back this, so it's kinda of cool that Singleton points out, but like in the ghettos there's a reason there's like liquor stores and like mm-hmm. gun shops all over the place it's because like his whole thing is like they don't want you to build your own businesses they want they want us to like kill each other basically and i'm like it's i mean think of any like bad part of town you've ever been in maybe not in cadillac because it's not big enough but like 
Dude, I've been in a lot of places. But like Grand Rapids or any big city. Yeah, I've been in the ghetto in Chicago. Think about like places on certain streets where you're like, oh yeah, there's just like a liquor store like every 200 yards. Cause they liquor store, people. pawn shops, and check cashing places. Yep, that's meant <laughs> in a way to prey on people and just keep them in poverty. Think about people, all the people that play like lottery every day. It's like you're never gonna fucking win <laughs> shit. Like, mm. but online gambling, you get shit. <laughs> on, on, the, on the slots, yeah, I play roulette on there. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing pretty good. All right, Tom, um, move along. All um, right, my number nine is my girl. Ah, uh, that barely made my list. Barely made or missed? Missed. What one is that? It's the Macaulay Culkin and Anna Chlumsky one. Oh jeez, that movie always made me cry. This is a nostalgia one for you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> IMDb is 6.9, a meta score of 56. Rotten Tomatoes of 50% tomato meter, 77% audience. $17 million budget. Domestically, $59,489,799. No worldwide release. Directed by Howard Zafe. Written by Loris Elahani. Yeah, I mean, this movie essentially made my list for one specific scene when she goes up to the fucking coffin after he has already died. It's like you can't see without his glasses. That fucking breaks me up every fucking time. It doesn't matter. Yeah, like, I, I, I cry. Is it weird how that happens? Yeah, it's fucking like I know it's coming and yeah. still. I've seen it. Like, there's scenes in movies like that where I'll think of... The, I don't even have to see it. I'll think of it, and I'll start to almost, like, well up. I'm yep. like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah, I tear up every time to that part. And... I've never actually seen this. No. But I'm not I'm not a big Macaulay. Like, I wasn't in that. Like, oh, we didn't have a lot of those movies. Or right. See, right. see I love it, him as a young actor. Well, I mean, there great. are some comedic elements to this, but it's more or less a straight drama. Yeah. You got a... Oh, God damn it. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Like she, his mom or something? No. Uh, Basically going to be step. Anna Slumsky's yeah. dad is played by... Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. He's a... <coughs> Dan Aykroyd. He runs oh, a funeral home. I just I don't shoot know. that what out of my asshole. <laughs> but he runs a funeral home, so she has a very odd <coughs> relationship with death to start with. Yeah, I imagine. And at the early in the movie, she, like they bring in a coffin, a small coffin for a child, and his, her dad is trying to isolate her from the whole idea. Like, no, it's just for a small, old person. And so she's just friends with Macaulay Culkin. She's in love with one of her teachers. It's kind of a, it kind of it's her movie. Okay. Yeah. But. And Jamie Lee Curtis comes to work for her dad. They end up getting together. And... Yeah, because in My Girl 2, it's all about how she wanted to go visit her uncle. And... Yeah, I never saw the second one. Oh, okay, yeah. But yeah, it, this story is all about her and My Girl and how she was in love with her best friend. Well, not really, because she was in love with her teacher at the time. Well, no, and, like, that was her best friend. Like, she, yeah, that... like... That was 
she she loved it. She's kind of a hypochondriac. Like she always just rides her bike to the local doctor. It's like, <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> and she's like, well, let me check you. Yeah, because of her her situation. Yeah, and they kind of foreshadow the movie when uh, Macaulay Culkin's character is allergic to everything mm. and ends up getting killed being stung by bees he gets the reason he gets charlied from hereditary (laughs) essentially the heading yeah (laughs) but the reason he was getting stung by bees is because he went back to get her ring that she had dropped Mm. and so she i mean she feels a sense of responsibility because of it too and yeah it's it's a solid flick i like it Mm -hmm. i hadn't seen it in probably 20 years yeah and that was good that was going to make my list, but then I have some other. And I don't really, haven't seen, I mean, this was her, I think it was her debut, but I've seen clips of her in Veep, and she is fucking hilarious. I'm trying to picture, I know the name. She's like the, have you seen Veep? I have only seen like clips. Okay, well, she's like the blonde secretary to Julia Louise Dreyfus. She's funny as fuck. But that's really the only thing I think I've uh, seen okay. her in. Yeah. Other than this. Yeah, My Girl, My Girl 2. Gold Diggers, 95. She's in the new show we were talking about, Inventing Anna. Oh, is she? I don't know who she plays. I mean, in Vivian. Yeah, yeah, Veep was on for seven years, Jesus. And I've always wanted to watch it and just never got around to it. Because the clips I've seen are fucking oh, hilarious. Yeah. Julia Louis Dreyfus is great. Yeah. So we all have eight left. Um, I have seven, I think. Oh, I yeah, because, seven yeah, because, because you guys not here, so now it's me. So now I'll get me down to seven. All right. This is an actress's debut. Or debut? Debut. 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 Yeah. Uh, the Man in the Moon. IMDb is 7.4. Oh. Meta, Reese? 73. Yeah. <laughs> Tomato, 90%. Audience, 85%. Worldwide, 2.9 million. Um, I think the budget was 52. 52 million? That seems high as fuck. There's but, no way. But I Googled it, and I didn't really have anything, so I I don't know. I'll look it up. You can just keep talking. Uh, the director is Robert uh, Mulligan. But had um, Sam Watterson, Tess Harper, Gail Strickland, and... Again, Reese Witherspoon. Um, I my sister watches. I had an older sister, so um, what was I six? So she was ten. So that makes sense. But so this movie is also something you possibly could not make today, too. That yeah, there's some underage love or something. Yeah, it's like she's like fourteen and she's in love with like a seventeen-year-old or something. And her older sister is the same age as him, and they end up like hooking up and dating, and she got jealous. But the fifty-two million dollar budget was for Man on the Moon with Jim Carrey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, I still haven't found Man in the Moon, but that has to be what you were doing. Yeah, that's what I was doing. Um, but no, like it shows young Reese's bare ass. Like you can't do that. Probably wasn't hers. It probably wasn't hers, but it was implied that it was her. Okay. But whatever. It was it I come on, they're implied that it's a fourteen year old and they're gonna show a bare ass. But this movie's sad as fuck too. It is. 
Like, you I... see this guy get crushed by a fucking tractor. The budget's only 109935 according to this site. I mean, it was certainly low budget. I yeah. don't think that would pay for Watterson's contract, though. That's pre-law and order. I suppose. Just coming back, by the way. I saw that. <laughs> Isn't but, Watterson coming back? Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> all he's got. This movie... Is there like a Shakespearean feel to it? Shakespearean. Like, does it feel like a Shakespeare movie? No. I've... Story? No. No, because no. he died by an accidental death by like... Waving at them while he's driving the tractor and then oh. falls. Oh, he's reaching out for his oh, hat. Oh, reaching for his hat. That's what he was. He's reaching for his hat. She's he's doing something. <laughs> he had just hooked up, like, actually hooked up with the older, Reese's older sister. And the whole movie was she's getting ready to go to college and all these. What time period is this? 50s? Yeah, something like that. South or something? or it, Yeah, it's probably... It's farmland. A, yeah. Because they're farmers. Fucking... Could be south, could be fucking... Could be Michigan. Nebraska, who knows. Yeah, you never know. But... Yeah, I mean... This was on my short list. I mean, my list lately have been like 30 movies long initially. So yeah. it was on... I remember the title... And when you said that, I was like, your your actress, I was like, oh, yeah, that's the Reese one, where she's like 14 or 15. Yeah. So and you, you was... haven't seen this? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's... But I did know there was something in it about under, like, her, something, that story might yeah. be a little questionable like, today. Yeah, like... Well, it's because you mentioned the bare-ass thing, like, I remember watching Once Upon a Time in America, which is in 84, which is... Yeah. We'll get to in about a year, <laughs> well, uh, yeah. but Jennifer Connelly is in a move in a movie where they show her like undressed from behind and you see her ass. Mm-hmm. But Jennifer Connelly in nineteen eighty four was like thirteen, yeah. so like I know it's not, but is likely it, it's okay. not real. No, well, for can her. we go Blue Lagoon at that time? Oh God, yeah, that well, one. That, that's I mean, problematic <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm just wasn't saying. she like twelve? Thirteen, I think. Brooke Shields. But there's one where she's 7, 2, and 78 fully nude. But, yeah. Hey, what's the cutoff where, like, it's just a little kid being naked running around, you know? Yeah. That's so creepy. It's <laughs> weird. So I'm just saying with all the shit. 7 seems too yeah. old. <laughs> no, yeah. and I totally agree, but, like, there was Well, it's this... like, you know, like, you have nieces and shit. Like, you've seen, like, your niece running around, like, naked at 2. It's like, yeah, like it's a 2-year-old um, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Nephews. You've seen your nephews. Whatever, you know naked. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> edit. <laughs> I thought you were gonna edit me for being weird. I was like, I'm just saying you no, no, <laughs> all have friends of no. kids or whatever. Yeah, I just never met those. But yeah, I mean And it's it's not like untaught where I mean the guy is pushing away every step. Like she's tr- it's not one of those it's creepy like the other things. way around. Yeah, it, she's just got a crush on him. Okay. So and he's actively not. Is this doing her first anything. movie? Does anyone know? It is her it's first. Super, they were looking for somebody. There was somebody else. She went uh, in the IMDb trivia. It said that she went in to just be an extra to get cast as an extra, and they loved her so much they put her in the lead. She's very charismatic. If you ever see interviews with her and stuff. And yeah. she looks. I mean, you see a picture of her at fourteen. Oh yeah, that's Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Get, I mean, it's fucking. Oh, yeah. She, Clearly, her daughter and her look exactly they, the same. They do for sure. 
And what is she now, like 20? Or a daughter. daughter. Yeah. Man, that's a mother-daughter thing you want in your life. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Speaking of edits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe not. I don't know. Um, But, no. I don't know. It was a solid flick. I remember watching it when I was a kid. Actually, I've seen it probably like 16 times when I was a kid, I'm pretty sure, because my sister watched it a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't. when I saw this, I was like, my brain just went, whoop, that's it. Like, there's always like those movies you start thinking about, like, well, that was actually not a bad movie, but what the fuck was that? Like, you just don't know. And then, like, as we're doing the year in reviews, you start going down the list, you're like, holy shit, that's the movie I was thinking about, like, Two years back, like yeah, yeah. I don't know. This is the first time I'd seen it, and I I don't even remember hearing about it. Mm. We we watched it on like Tubi or something, right? Yeah, wasn't and streaming anywhere. That's where we've talked before. Tubi's pretty good. Like, Tubi has some decent shit. Yeah, you, you, you don't just get ads, ads. You don't get them that often though. You might get them like three times in the movie. Yeah, but um, that's what we talked about one time. Was me having an older sister is a benefit because I got to see a lot of weird shit. Yep. Where you were the oldest. Or so different shit, not shit that different you Different shit, yeah. yeah. So, like, when we're doing this year in reviews, like, I was probably four years old watching some shit off. Like, yeah, I remember watching that. <laughs> yep. like, like I said, I'd never even heard of this movie. Yeah, so this would be interesting. See, I was always the one growing up, let's watch this, let's watch this, and I would watch the same things over and over. <laughs> yeah. So there's seven left. I think the only thing my sister, I remember her watching a lot, was Land Before Time. Oh. Oh, that's making my oh, list fuck for yeah, fucking dude, that's sure. A... <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that movie. My sister used to have a little foot stuffed animal. Yeah. Which is funny because her name's Sarah and there was a character named Sarah. Yeah, that tried Sarah tops. Like, fuck Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's seven left for everybody, right? Um. Uh, yep. Okay. We all have seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's an appropriate stop to that's, end, I think. Yeah, I got to respond to a serious text message. Okay. So. We'll be back. All right, we're back. All right, my number eight with seven left is Cape Fear. Didn't I bought it. Didn't even watch it. Oh, I, I thought it'd be on your list. That's, why I, I, that's not why I put it on my list, but I thought for sure it'd make... Anyways, Tomato Meter 74, Audience 77, IMDb is 7.3, Metascore 73. Which, let me say, is it weird? I see this a lot. The IMDb and the meta are like the same. Like, it'd be 7.373 or 6.868. It doesn't happen often, but when it does... I see it a good amount, actually. Do you? Directors, Martin Scorsese, written by John McDonald, the novel, Wesley Strick, screenplay. Budget, 35 million, US 79.1, worldwide 182.2. Stars Robert De Niro, Nick Nolte, Jessica Lange, Juliette Lewis, and Robert Mitchum. It also said that Gregory Peck was in it, but I don't remember him. Though he's probably pretty old by then. Yeah, I would imagine. Two nominations. I think De Niro was one of them for supporting. Um, have you guys ever seen this? I have. Yeah. I have. A long no. time ago. It's actually, I'm pretty sure, Tom, you might know. I think it's based on an old movie. Like, I think this movie actually is a remake. I think so. Maybe 50s or 60s. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's a pretty standard story. More yeah, or less. so De Niro is a. <clears throat> he got put away for rape. I think. I think it was rape. I watched it, so I should know, but it's been a, two, three weeks. Um, 
buy. What's funny is Naughty. no, I rented this. I was gonna say I was gonna say you didn't have to re- didn't have to buy it, but it actually I thought it was streaming, but I think I rented it for like three bucks. I bought it was on sale for like five bucks, so bought it. Um, so he's he's getting out of prison, and Nick Nolte was his uh, defense attorney. And he gets out, and he starts harassing Nick Nolte and his family because he feels, and there seems to be some consensus <coughs> in the movie as you go on that like Nick Nolte did kind of fuck him over. Yeah. He had evidence that would have like probably gotten him acquitted. However, and you don't really know <laughs> if it's because of his prison experience or, or what. Or if he was an asshole he's, to begin He's with. still like pretty much pure evil. <clears throat> yeah. And he starts to like come on because his whole thing is a lot of them are like teenage girls or like coming of age girls that are close to 18 or not 18. And Juliet Lewis is playing like a 15 or 16 year old. And he takes an interest in her and she even meets him once though. She gets duped into it. He doesn't do anything to her. He kisses her, oh, he kisses her but he doesn't do anything violent towards right. her. But like Nolte's having an affair with a woman and he gets to her. Picks she she gets stood up by Nolte one night because he can't make it and he's he knows that, so he meets her at the bar. And when he gets her there, like he fucking like <laughs> and they get to like a hotel, he like bites part of her cheek off and like beats the shit. Like it's fucked yeah, up. Yeah, De Niro's a savage in this movie for yeah, sure. Yeah, he's tatted up, he's got slick back hair. In oh, fact, shit. there's a remember the sign <laughs> everything everybody's a sign for like you're like, do you remember <laughs> the episode where Jerry tells on his uncle Leo for stealing batteries or something. Yeah. And he has a bad feeling about it. So he has dreams about Leo lifting, like doing <laughs> yeah, push ups. He's right. like, Jerry, hello. And he's got tattoos. That's like a Cape Fear, like uh, reference. Yeah, I'm sure. like, that's so good. <laughs> but. Wasn't that tattooed over his fucking mouth? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jerry, hello. <laughs> Anyways, he ends up like, finally, they're on the run, kind of. And like, he, Nolte does something that kind of, I can't remember exactly, but he fucks up and actually ends up getting like a restraining order put on him against him by De Niro. Like De Niro actually gets like, the police are starting to side with him as Nolte starts to look crazy. Yeah. But De Niro's actually like, I mean, Nolte's not innocent himself, but De Niro's a monster. And like at the end, they end up going on like a, he ends up kidnapping the, the wife and daughter and they end up they end up on a boat in fact there's a scene where he rides on the bottom of a fucking truck and i'm like that seems <laughs> yeah pretty impossible but whatever i mean they do that in a bunch of movies so but like i'd like to see mythbusters <laughs> do that one yeah for sure they still do they still have mythbusters as new i don't think so no the one, asian know, guy, one guy died, died. Yeah. yeah they had brain, brain aneurysm but anyways they end up I mean, they end up surviving, and De Niro ends up, like, they end up, they're on, like, a boat. It's supposed to be deep south, maybe Louisiana, or it's, I could be wrong. They're out on, like, a very marshy type, not swamp, but it's very, water seems low, like. Yeah, yeah. And he ends up, like, three different times you think he's done, and he comes back. <laughs> and he ends up getting handcuffed by Nolte to the boat and drowning. And then, like, it's kind of the end, I guess, in a sense. But, like, it's pretty bleak. I don't know. It's not. Yeah, it, I mean. It, there's not really, like, a philosophical, like, oh, this really, like, touched on this subject and answer. I guess it's more about, like, there's a little bit of a 
criticism, I guess, of the legal system, but also like this guy's a monster. So, yeah. But then you just kind of like, did you make him? Did he, yeah, I think if you went to prison for ten years for something you didn't do, would you come out and be fucked up? You'd right. Have to but, be. Oh, for sure. But, but I, would you I, start murdering? I don't people? remember. Was it implied that he was innocent before he went in? I think there were some stories that made it sound like he had done some stuff to other people and gotten away with it. So, yeah, I think he was a bad dude. But I don't think in that case there was evidence to put him away. Okay. So, like, I don't remember. I should remember. Sometimes my memory, I'm like, how the fuck do I forget this already? But we watch a lot of stuff and, you know, there's oh, yeah, work and sure. other That's life stuff. But, stuff. like, yeah, it's kind of the the justice system failed him but also like he probably should have been put in like a nut house or something you know right i he got nominated i didn't he was fine i didn't think it was nearly close to one of his best performances but right and i always thought juliette lewis should have been a bigger star than she ever was she was big in that time period you got the early 80s early 90s she had like um Christmas Vacation, I'm pretty sure she's the daughter. Yeah, she's the daughter in Christmas Vacation. She's in Vacation. Cape Fear. She's got Natural Born Killers and Gilbert Grape in 94. Yeah, but then it just, she just falls. I know she had she, a band. She's in a rock had, band. Yeah. They're actually not bad. I listened to like an album of theirs. I think I've heard a couple of songs, but. It's kind of cool. She's in old school. It seems like now hear, she just makes cameos. Remember in old school and she's like, you're here for the gangbang? Yeah. Like she's the chick. And she We were just talking a, about the Super Bowl party. I was I was like. I met, someone mentioned that movie, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's Juliette Lewis. And my friend's like, man, she is nasty. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> people in the 90s thought she was like a fox. Like, yep, for sure. She's in that Brad Pitt movie with David Duchovny, California something. California with a K. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nobody had it. I didn't watch it. but She was in a... She always plays kind of a bad guy. Except... I mean, she was the weed dealer in Due Date. Oh, yeah. Like with Todd Phillips. and She was like... Like, my mom likes her a lot. I know that. Like, I feel like she had I've a, always liked her. And everything I've seen her in, I've liked she her. She always kind of plays, not a shitbag, kind of almost like a trashy, borderline trashy person. Like, in this, she's not. She's just And isn't her band kind of like grungy rock? Yeah, it's like, too. it's rock. It's not metal, but it's not. Right. It's harder than a lot of the shit we hear today. We'll have to fire one up if we play disc later and see how it is. Yeah. I, I like I said I bought it. Yeah, that's why I, I kind of figured. And I, I just I, I can't tell you how many times we've bought movies for this podcast and never watched them. Like we bought the Crucible, fucking. Oh yeah, I was surprised you bought that because I was ago. like, I can't imagine him specifically <laughs> wanting that. Like, I mean, kind of a boring story. Fucking five dollar fucking sale. That's why we buy it. Yeah, we read the Crucible like what, freshman or sophomore year? Parts of it. I don't think we read the whole thing. I don't think I ever read it, but. Yeah, Cape Fear. All right. All right, so my number seven, The Rocketeer. Mm. Almost made my list. That was another one. I never saw it. I was on You've my You've never show seen it? Mm-hmm. Oh, my Disney, God. Right? It's so it's good. Disney. Yeah, mm-hmm. Disney Plus. Is it animated or is no, it? No, it's. That's why I didn't think it was. Uh, IMDb is 6.5, Metascore is 61. Ron Tomatoes of 66% tomato meter, 65% audience. $35 million budget. Uh, worldwide, $46,704,056. It didn't have a worldwide release. 
It's directed by Joe Johnston, who eventually went on to do Captain America, First Avenger. Oh, nice. And he, I think he also did the Ben Affleck Daredevil. Ooh, not as nice. No. But, I mean, written by Danny Bilson and Paul DeMeo. It's based on a comic book, graphic novel, I'm not sure which, but... okay. Takes place. I mean, I've heard of the story. I don't really. Takes place in the '40s. A pilot. I mean, it's just a guy with a fucking. What do they call it? Uh, a blimp. There is a blimp in it, but he has a rocket pack. What the fuck? Jetpack. 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 Yeah, that was. When I was a kid, I always sat there and be like, I want a jet pad like that and fucking just fly off. But now that I'm older, I can think about it, I'm like, wait, there's fire going down my asshole. Like, is any, that normal? Any, vid- <laughs> any, any video game as a kid that had it, you could have a jet pack in was always dope. Oh, yeah. I used to play the Django Fett Star Wars Episode 2. He had his own, like, bounty hunter game. That was so much fun flying around. But the idea was that the jet pack that he, he ended up finding it. Because Germans tried to steal it, and it just ended up at his airfield. It was developed by Howard Hughes. Hmm. And, uh, I mean, Billy Campbell was the star. Jennifer Howard Connelly Hughes have anything to develop the actual jetpack? I don't think so. I think he was just the guy back then. They just used him as kind of a figurehead. Gotcha. Timothy Dalton plays the villain. Alan Arkin's in it. He's like the main guy's like fucking mentor. Okay. Jennifer Connelly's the love interest. Uh, Terry O'Quinn. He oh, plays yeah. Howard Hughes. He's in Lost. Yeah. He's yeah. from Michigan. Is he really? Marquette. Goddamn. I learned that when watching Lost. I remember researching some people and I was like, oh, he's from Marquette. Yeah, this movie was the movie like as a kid, you just want to be that person. Like... Because is it very kiddish? It's yeah. It's I mean, PG. it's, it's, it's a, a Disney. Disney movie. Yeah, exactly. So, but I mean, it's they got Nazis. They bring in. That's not so PG. Essentially, a, a Hindenburg. People. There's a blimp. Okay, you can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy Dalton is playing. He's an actor who's kind of a undercover spy for the germans okay i don't we watched this like the first week of doing this shit so it's hard for me to remember but yeah he <coughs> tries to uh romance jennifer Connolly because she's billy campbell's boyfriend or girlfriend i don't know who billy campbell is i can't think who that is uh, I don't know. I know Billy Crudup. <laughs> he kind of looks like him, actually, now that you said that. Fuck. But yeah, he f- somehow finds out he's after this jetpack <coughs> for the Nazis. And. Is this during the war? Or did they not really reference no, it? No, th- th- this was, yeah. It's. During. It's. But, I mean, it might have been before the war, actually. Like, everybody knew the Nazis were bad, but everything didn't go haywire yet. Yeah. 
That's more like the the 30s, really. Because they invaded Poland in 39. And we were involved in 41. Again, yeah, 41. Really, 42, because it was December 41 that happened. But, I mean, the effects really do kind of hold up. Yeah. Oh, they do. For a 91 movie. For a 91 movie, this is pretty good. And I... I, mean, I think we could say that. I mean, there's going to be some, especially like horror movies, or if there's a werewolf movie, those yeah. stuff's just not going to age real well. Well, the thing like is, howling movies, like I like those, but they're like, I'm one of those people. Movies, yeah. I'm one of those people that with when I go into that age of move of a movie, I expect you expect it. I expect the worst. You can't really give it. You could still get age the worst if you really wanted to just but have it. You gotta, to you gotta up. basically yeah. when you go into these movies, you gotta put yourself in 1991. Well, that's why and, like Star Wars is so impressive. That, well, and put yourself in 1991. Yeah, age is bad in those, really. <clears throat> no, but no, like you gotta put yourself in 1991, yeah. and literally just sit there and not like you can't look at it as 2022. It's one of those things like, yeah, this is pretty bad, but it's good for that era. But he's not even saying it's bad. He said it's just pretty well. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it aged well, but putting yourself in that era, that was really good. I mean, for that cutting time. edge at that time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's where I'm kind of going. Like, I always with. think about, like, like, could you imagine if they launched the Marvel, the MCU in, like, 1988 or something? Like, how fucked that would have... I know they tried some movies. They did. They tried to do a couple. But if they actually tried what they're doing now in 88, it'd be oh, so yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> We'd be, like, looking back and like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yep. I mean, even looking back at Sam Raimi's, like, first Spider-Man, like, it looks like dog See, shit. it's been so long since I've seen that. It, it, it looks terrible. Like, the CGI is horrific. It looks like a goddamn PC video game. But not to get off topic, do you remember when Brady retired? Did you see the the meme or the tweets of like Tom Brady's Madden career and it shows him in like Madden 01? <laughs> oh and like yeah, Madden, that was insane. Like, he's just like a blockhead. <laughs> That's how yeah, long he that played. Was wild. Oh man. But no, I, I I love Timothy Dalton and I love fucking love Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, she's one of my favorites. Fucking. Like I said, there was another movie from this year. I didn't pick it. I didn't even watch it, but that movie we watched the trailer for, the John Hughes movie. Yeah. That's like one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in that yeah. trailer. I'm like, oh my God. Like, yep, She still looks good, but she doesn't do much anymore. Does she? Does she her and what's his face? Paul Bettany. Bettany. They have like kids or something? Like, they have a couple kids. Uh, like what's the last big movie she was in? I know she was the voice of, in Homecoming, Spider-Man's suit. She was oh, okay. Wednesday or whatever the fuck her name was. Which I think was fucking awesome because Bettany was Iron Man's. Like, that's yeah. just so cool. They're both in Beautiful Mind, too. That's, that Bettany, might have been where they met. Maybe. Bettany plays the guy. Remember, he's like the hallucination of that's right, Russell yeah. Crowe's character. Yeah. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's worth a watch, dude. It's a good. Yeah, play. I For I sure. always save my list. I don't delete anything just so I can kind of be like, all right, I'll go back and watch this later. Yeah, the I don't do a good job of it because we're always moving on. But yeah, it's tough for sure. Eventually, my idea is like we can go back. I know you guys have different things with like 
the horror guy and like the category. Well, no, what we do. could but, do is, but like, we could do like, hey, let's choose a movie years. or just choose a movie and be like, let's just do a pod on this one movie once in a while. That was yeah. on all everybody's hadn't seen, but close to making yeah. the list. Yeah, I mean, Rocketeer wouldn't work see. for that, but like, yeah, yeah, I mean, but like, yeah, so I mean, just we could always, oh, like we my can spit one, all that one movie, the Gang Bang, the Bang Gang, Bang Gang, Bang Gang, yeah, George. <laughs> Who the fuck is George? Or maybe the one that I'm gonna announce tonight. Oh god, I need to. I can't even wait. So who's yeah, next? So that was you. Got six, so it's on you. Is it yours? You're gonna do the Bang Gang '91? Is, is, is it time? I can. You should do it earlier before we're too drunk, <laughs> and you're mixing George and Philippe up or whatever the fuck. Well, the, I, don't I don't know, know anybody's, anybody's names. names. <laughs> <laughs> Was this a sexy movie like that? Oh, dude. It's... Just do it. Yeah, just, do let, let's it. do it now. Do it. <laughs> All right. Drum roll. <laughs> we have the movie Sex and Zen. <laughs> Is this foreign? Yes. Oh, it's a Hong Kong movie. Oh, jeez. It's IMDb 5.6, Meta 58, no tomato score, but the audience score 55%, baby, yeah. That's pretty low. <laughs> it's actually pretty You'll low. understand why here shortly. So the director is Michael Mack. Sounds like a porn name. Well, so. Michael Mack. All right. You didn't listen to anything else? <laughs> no, I'm not going it, there. Yeah, I'm not trying to pronounce that bullshit. <laughs> so, there's no numbers. There's nothing. About it didn't it. have any box but office numbers? No, it didn't have anything. Okay. Like, like when you type in sex and zen to it, I don't give a fuck. Sounds like you get a bunch of book titles. You get a lot of weird shit. But, um, so here we go. This movie is about a guy um, and a girl, and they get fit. Like they 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 got like uh, they were they were forced to get married. It's kind of an arranged marriage. The arranged situation marriage. You bit. watched this too. Yeah, I did watch this. And show. so then, like, he realized that his penis wasn't that big when he got married, and she wasn't too happy. He realized that. <laughs> And so, well, I mean, this takes place in like fucking 1700s, 1800s, maybe in Hong Kong. And so this guy like leaves his wife on this adventure and he's on this adventure and meets this person. He's going to school, I believe. Oh, it was school. Yeah, that's where he was. That was an adventure. Kind of an adventure. And so he um, meets a guy who basically said, hey. Um, you need a bigger dick. So he goes gets a dick transplant, and um, <laughs> and so it ended up, <laughs> and so they ended up uh, using a horse. Please tell me he has a huge dick. No, listen, they ended up using a horse's penis. <laughs> It's like literally like the neck, like things like to drop. Like, well, uh, wait, hold on. Okay. Like the a mini- guillotine? No, no, listen. Those medieval like. To like drop- a guillotine? Yeah. Yes, so they put that small penis 
in there and chop it off. He's like, oh my god! So they go over to the horse and chop that motherfucker's off. And that thing goes flying up in the air, chokes out some guy in his mouth, like the horse cock is in his mouth. It's like, what the fuck? He's. And, uh, and what was not wrong? streaming on? We no, got- he got a Netflix DVD. <laughs> Somebody, you gotta think somebody who sends that or is like getting out of their library of DVDs is like, what is this? Oh, <laughs> fucking curves over here. The trailer doesn't even. Just, like we watched the trailer and sex is in, so he wants to see it. Oh my god! And it, it doesn't even <laughs> begin to tell you what the fuck's going on in this movie. Like, so is that like the whole premise? Is he gets a bigger dick? Uh, yeah. So then, okay. So work? after he was at. At school and got a bigger dick. Now he has a horse's cock. He's like at all these horror houses, banging bitches and doing his thing. And um, we that, forgot about the flute. Oh my god! There was two lesbian girls, lesbians, that had a flute while they were double under dildoing that shit together. The he's completely underselling the absurdity of this movie. Okay, let's there's this go. girl. It just cuts to whatever, and this girl's playing the flute. And then there's just, I mean, this movie is overtly sexual. It had to have been NC-17 or X or whatever the fuck it was at the time. But yeah, these girls are going at it, like just typical lesbian sex, I suppose. But then they start, like, asked, like, Requiem for a Dream, (laughs) except they're using a flute. Was the flute playing by chance? <laughs> it was not. But, I mean, all of the sex scenes, are, they last like seven minutes. Yeah. And there's oh a bunch God. of them. And <laughs> it's like so some of them are super aggressive. One woman likes to get whipped. Like, severely See, I don't whipped. remember this weird part. Oh. It was the, he, the cloth. Or the silk. See, we saw this two weeks ago. So like I... leaving welts and. Oh yeah, just beating the fuck out of her, essentially. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> and what did the trailer show? None. None of this. Didn't know what the fuck we were getting into. This sounds awful, hilarious, and awesome. Oh, dude. It is. I mean, it is played it's comedically. Comedy. Yeah. Okay. Like. It's he was not, talking about. It's not like 365 days where it's like. No, no, it's, no, it's just played. Oh, when's the second one of that coming out? We need to do one on that when it comes out. I don't know if there is one. I thought they were. Oh, we were just talking about how they left it open. Yeah. Uh, but and it's based on novels. Here. But when he was talking about the horse dick. Transformation. Like, he's kind of an upperclassman. where So he has a servant. The guy who gets his dick replaced. So he's like in a, I don't even know what to describe. He's confined to a barrel with his dick pointing out. Dude cuts it off. Then he goes and gets the horse's dick, cuts it off. And he's coming back to start the surgery and he slips and throws the horse dick up in the air. And that's when it goes. And so his buddy is like trying to catch it with a bucket. And instead he gets like Burt Kreischer Excalibur'd with it. This sounds absurd. It as is fuck. absolutely absurd, but kind of funny. <laughs> so, like, it knew it was being yeah, ridiculous. it's intentionally 
It's ridiculous. not like the movie Room or The Room where it's no, it thinks it's making some masterpiece and it's like, oh my god, it is over the top. And the ending, you want to do that? Go ahead, because I don't really like... remember. <laughs> I was drunk. They don't really say how how much time had passed, but he's definitely older. Oh, that's and right. With his big old horse cock, he's been fucking everything that moves, and he's like completely. His body is ruined. <laughs> Why would that ruin your body? Besides the surgery, I guess probably would. I mean, yeah. I don't think this really surgery say. would work for starters. Oh, oh no. Yeah, no. Was, the penis would get. Otherwise, right. some rich fucker the, would. The have done doctor this. who was doing it was a fucking drunk, and it, I mean, it was just a comedy of errors, essentially. But. Oh, shit. His wife had gotten impregnated by the gardener. And so they were running away. But the husband ended up selling out the his the wife of the horse dick guy to the local brothel, which was run by the girls that the guy with the horse dick was fucking, I think. Yeah. This is all in the 1700s, too? Something like that, yeah. You gotta fucking talk. I gotta pick up my screen. Dude, I can't remember the ending. All I'm thinking right the now... Abortion? Or the forced abortion? Tom, all I'm thinking at the moment is what if we went to some studio right now, if we had some cachet, and we're just like, we got a great American film for you here. And we just told we them the this? storyboard oh. of probably be arrested. <laughs> was he because the abortion was a horse it'd be like movie 43 but like 10 times worse <laughs> yeah was the abortion a horse it wasn't on a horse they like strapped her into one of those yeah and then just shook her oh <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck dude i don't i was drinking uh... that night and it was two weeks ago you know how many movies we watch a fucking yeah, week i know Actually, think about it, Tom. Somebody actually showed up in a Hollywood fucking studio and pitched movie 43, which has Hugh Jackman having a pair of balls on his chin for a fucking segment. That was somebody calling he had in to favors owe. to Yeah, he everybody. had to fucking owe. Like, Kate Winslet's in that scene. There are a shit ton of people in that movie. That's absurd. That was actually my worst, I think, of that year. It was mine as well. Though I thought that, that skit was actually funny. So... Yeah, this movie was a one of a kind. It's actually like in the top fifty of the tw- ninety one in the. List. I don't even. I never even bothered checking. But the movie ends. Uh, he has to get taken to get his body fixed because his dick is not working or anything, or he's about to die, and he goes to the brothel where his old wife is now working. And they see each other, and they never really specify how much time had passed, but they look older, and he's, like, beating the shit out of her, like, how you slut, you fucking bitch, all this shit, and she ends up hanging herself. Oh, my (laughs) God. It it is a fucked up movie. (laughs) I love it. It's a great movie, and that's it's why... It's a great movie. <laughs> it's not a great movie. I had to let the world know that Sex and Zen, you need to watch it. It's a, It should have won the Oscar for 
best movie in 1991. Should have won best um, foreign actor, movie. best actress. Sounds like a best. title of if Phil Jackson had a sex book. <laughs> it, Tom, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. The Zen Master. But it's... That sounds um, ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And didn't you say you found there were like sequels to it and shit? Oh my god. Yeah, there's one. For, there's a too bad. Two. We already passed those years. <laughs> we passed them all. Yeah, but we're gonna redo. We can. You can do that. You can do that series. Redo. With, you can do redo. this. You can do that series with the person who did the categories. With. Yeah, that'd you know. Be I think we should do. You know, I think we should do though, if we ever have time. So let's say we do 2015 or 2020. Or we just pick the most fucked no, up shut, movies shut we the, can find. Shut the fuck up. We could do that too. No, just shut the fuck up. No, 2015 to 2020. And you say, and we pick five movies that missed. You can choose five in one year. You can choose one yeah, in one year. Yeah, we've talked about that. I just like that idea because. We talked about that before. Well, why don't we do that? We need to redo 2000 to 2005 because we were limited to five. Yeah, we, that was. We were starting out, enough. though. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing. We still don't know what the fuck we're doing, but. Well, we're better at it, I guess. <laughs> For sure. All right. That was yours. Mm. Sex num- and Zen, baby. <laughs> woo, woo. My number seven is The Fisher King. I never saw it. Tomato meter 84, audience 85, IMDb a 7.5, Metascore 61, directed by Terry Gilliam, written by Richard Legravnus, had a budget of 24 million, made 41.9 US, no worldwide, stars Jeff Bridges, Robin Williams, Mercedes Rule, and Amanda Plummer, who I learned is the daughter of uh, Christopher Plummer. One, One Oscar. Supporting actress, Madison, Mercedes Rule. Five nominations, including uh, Robin Williams. So this movie is about... Jeff Bridges is, is like a radio DJ, but he's kind of like Howard Sternish. There's not like music playing. He's not right. a DJ. Talk like show. Talk show. He's real famous. It's supposed to be, I think it's LA. And one night... You know, it starts with the movie, he's getting calls, and he's like, you know, they're playing, like, super radio shit, like, you know, like, doing, 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 like, stupid fucking sound effects and stuff, where you're just like, God, that's so cheesy, but it's, like, of the time. Yeah. And that's the point, is making fun of that whole format. But I don't know Stern's not like that. People like Rogan with podcasts, you know, they're just, they're yeah. doing interviews and shit. But, anywho... One guy calls in. I guess this guy calls in all the time. And he's like, hey, I met this girl. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, such and such. I can't remember the guy's name. But he's like, you met her or you just, you're stalking her? And he's kind of making fun of him. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. Like, she works at this restaurant. And, like, I guess this guy calls in, like, all the fucking time. But he seems like a weird dude. Like, he's always mm. like, should I ask her out? Like, kind of getting advice. And he's like, and Jeff Bridges kind of blows him off that day. Like, you know, life isn't even worth it. Like, don't fucking, you know, he doesn't say to kill himself or anything, but he's like, basically. That's what he eventually tries to do, right? No, it's worse than that. Jeff Bridges the next day, the next morning, or maybe it's late that night, he's drinking in his apartment. He's got a real nice high rise. And he sees on the news, whatever, local news, it's like there was a shooting at a restaurant and the girl worked at that restaurant and the guy showed up and killed like eight people. And then killed himself. 
and you see it. it's actually like the first five six minutes of the movie where you're just like automatically you're just like heartbroken kind of you're just like yeah. oh man like could you imagine that like and bridges even even though bridges is a shit bag like his face kind of like he knows like he's fucked up well fast forwards like a couple of years his life's a mess he mm. doesn't that's right yeah. he doesn't do his job anymore he works at a video store with like a girl he's dating played by mercedes rule but he's just kind of just like he's a drunk he's just kind of he can't function and one day he's out kind of looking to kill himself in a sense he doesn't actually like no he does yeah he actually puts a fucking cinder block on his he ropes a cinder block around his ankle as they're jumping the fucking river mm-hmm. it might be new york then it might be the hudson th- for but, some reason i think it's san francisco it's somewhere over there yeah because but think he's gonna jump in some Gate. sort of body of water right and At least from the he trailer. comes across some guys that are like beating up homeless people under this bridge. I don't know what this <laughs> class of people are that just go and beat up homeless people. Whatever. So like, what are you gonna do? Rob them? Like, I don't even understand. But anyways, Ugh. just chaos. And Robin Williams is there, and he's one of the homeless people, and he saves him, and he's like, "Come with me. Like, you can stay with me under this. Like, it's some fucking. They're indoors, but they're Wait, like." Robin Williams did two movies this year. Oh, yeah. He got nominated for this. He was the man. Anywho, he... uh, I don't think I've ever seen it. You realize within a few minutes of meeting Robin Williams' character that he was there the night of the shooting. His wife was murdered in the shooting. Oh, okay. And he had... Like, you see a flashback once a couple times where, like, He's having, he's talking to her and they're like really in love and like all of a sudden you just like fucking blood and shit just on him. Because like, based on the trailer, it looks like uh, he's trying to hook Robin Williams up with some girl or something. Amanda like Plummer's that. character, yeah. um, which if you don't know who that is, she is the, do you remember in Pulp Fiction, Tim Roth and his girlfriend are going to rob the, the cafe? She's the woman. Okay. Where he's like, oh, honey bunny. Like yeah, that's Amanda yeah, Plummer. Yeah. Okay. It's her, I think it's her first movie, actually. She wasn't really, like, even though her, her dad was famous, right. Christopher Plummer, but it's a, like, I never felt like I was going to cry, but it's a, it's a sad movie. It's not a, like, happy movie. Right. But it's kind of a redemption movie. Like, it's about a man realizing, because they never acknowledge it. Like, those two people, Bridges and Williams, he never says, hey, I know, because he knows. I know the guy that. He knows who he is. Yeah. Like, like. Jeff Bridges was famous enough. His name is Jack something. Well, Robin, there's no way Robin Williams didn't know who he was, and so he, but he never blames him or like com- mentions it. Right. But Robin Williams has gone kind of insane. Like he sees this is very the Terry Gilliam part of it, where he looks well, every like night. That. He gets. It's almost like he sees hallucinations, but it's like this fire, like a swordsman who's like almost medieval, and he's got like a fiery like sword, and he chases him down. He like he has. He's fucked up. Right. And him and his wife used to be like professors or just teachers. Either way, they're in the education spectrum. And like Bridges and his girlfriend, Mercedes Rule, they help him open up and be like, kind of move on. Yeah, yeah. But it helps Jeff Bridges move on as well. It's a, it's it a could, good move. It's, 
it's sad, but it's also like it's got some funny moments, and it's got it's got Gil- any Gilliam movie really, like whether it be Brazil or yeah. I think he did Fish Called Wanda, like he. Yeah, he did. Monkeys. I mean, well, Twelve Monkeys isn't really funny, but <laughs> but kind of. But you know what I mean, like surreal he's there's some surreal shit in this. It's it's good. I like Jeff Bridges is one of my favorite actors. I like him a lot of all time. For sure. Like, and so is Robin Williams, though. Not even with what happened demons. to him, but like he made a lot of good choices and a lot of bad choices in his acting career. Like, yep. <clears throat> but yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, I, it was on my list. Just it was on HBO. I wouldn't have rented it probably, but I just was like, oh, this is streaming. I'll try it out. Is that your first time watching it? Yeah, I'd never seen it. My parents just might tell you about the VHS tapes with like the three yep. movies on each tape. They used to own it because I mentioned to my mom, I was like, oh, I watched The Fisher King, and she's like. What was that again? I started describing. She's like, "Oh yeah, well, that's got Amanda Plummer," and I go, "Yeah." <laughs> so she remembered. But yeah, it's because I mentioned to my dad at first. I go, "Do you remember this movie?" I said, "Got Robin Williams, Br- Bridges as a DJ," and he goes, "Good morning, Vietnam." <laughs> and I go, "No, that's different." A different type of DJ. <laughs> I said, "Sort of, but not." I know what you mean, but no. And he didn't remember it, but. but yeah, Terry Gilliam is one of my favorite. I mean. Brazil in 87 or whatever year. Brazil, that's going to make my yeah. list for sure. That's mm-hmm. fucking awesome movie. Yeah. Fucking weird, but... Most definitely. But this movie has some weirdness, too, like with the hallucinations and... But they're perfect. That's the thing. is Robin Williams and Amanda Plummer, they're both awkward. They're perfect for each yeah, other the, in the, the movie. Like, the trailer looked interesting. And... What's funny is I never... I don't watch trailers. I don't remember, like, when I lived with you guys, like... Sunday morning, we'd sit and watch trailers for, like, a couple hours. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I rarely, unless I really am like, who what the fuck is this movie? Like, I don't really watch well, them that much. trailers back then are different than what they are now, too. That's like, true. That is that is very true. And they're shorter. They're a lot shorter, and it's like more now trailers are, like, three and a half minutes sometimes. <laughs> yeah. They're like, damn. Yeah. But back then, it might be, like. I'd like to see what an original Star Wars trailer was like in 77. It's probably like, like 30 seconds yeah, long. That's essentially it. And it's just the most random shit. It's not even like applicable to what happened. No, definitely not. But yeah, this is a good movie. Yeah. And if you like Gilliam, it's on HBO Max. So if you ever, at least now it is. Yeah, it was on my list for sure. It's a good movie. I think, I think if you had watched, I think it would have been lower on your list, but I think it would have made it. It's a good movie. But on to you. All right. My number six, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, another one that almost made my list. Didn't make mine. I've seen it. I love it. Didn't re- I didn't rewatch out, it, though. Yeah. Brian so, Adams. <laughs> That's love that song. There's an IMDb is 6.9, Metascore of 51, Rotten Tomatoes 51% tomato meter, 72% audience. Forty-eight million dollar budget. Domestically, hundred and sixty-five million four hundred ninety-three thousand nine hundred eight dollars. Worldwide, three hundred and ninety million four hundred eighty-three thousand nine hundred eight dollars. Big deal. Directed by Kevin Reynolds. Written by Penn Densham and John Watson. And I'm not all that familiar with the myth of robin hood was that based on an actual person i think or? so yeah i think so i don't 
Because I know they mentioned like King Richard the Eight or whatever the fuck, who was obviously a real person. So I don't know if this is just set in that time. I think there's or... like the myth of Robin Hood is like you could even apply it to today where it could be Robin. It's like band of the people kind of. Yeah, you know. steal from the rich, give it the poor, kind of. Socialist, goddamn <laughs> Bernie Sanders is Robin Hood. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, like, yeah, this movie, Costner had a run, man. Yeah, he did. This is another long one. This was, this was all of two and a half, I think. Rickman? Rickman is chewing up scenery. This is the sheriff. Who is the woman in this? Mary Elizabeth Master and... Oh, Mastrioni? Yeah. Or something like that? It's something like that, but... When you saw that, I was like, Mary Elizabeth Winstead? I was like, <laughs> no. man, she's been young. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's it's... younger than I am. Yeah, I'll look it up. But, I mean... It, it's just, I watched this a lot as a kid. It's a Robin Hood story. Everybody knows Robin Hood. But it's just so... <clears throat> but the soundtrack, not even the Brian Adams song, but just the soundtrack to the movie is fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah Mary Elizabeth well, Mestrani, Mestentronio. God damn it. Well, it's funny like how he shows up after being in prison or whatever. His father's and, killed. And, and he thinks his, that's his, still his land, but his land was taken over. And he gets to the thing and he sees his old servant and realized his place was burnt down and the servant was blinded yeah and that, i mean this movie i mean robin hood men in tights is essentially a straight parody of this film mm-hmm. they kind of feed into other robin hood stories but it's basically a mel brooks version of this movie yeah yeah um but no, that's what I really enjoyed about this is then he was like, after he saw that, he's like, I'm going to kill some motherfuckers. I'm going to take this shit back over. And there he is. Just cool. even the opening when he he's saving uh, Morgan Freeman's character. Like, I owe you a life debt. Yeah. But. So it says it's probably based on a real person from Nottingham or around Nottingham. This is beginning in the 15th century and perhaps even earlier. Christian revelers in certain parts of England celebrated May Day with plays and games involving a Robin Hood figure with near religious significance. So you almost wonder if this goes back even further biblical that, or yeah. something where there's some character in the Bible that <laughs> represents what he was. Uh-huh. But then I mean, again, you go back. You know, back to the way back where people think Shakespeare wasn't a real person. That was probably just like a series of writers. That might have been women, well. even yeah. some of them. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, know. it's interesting. I haven't seen this movie in twenty years. I'm not even kidding. Really? We rewatched it. I, yeah. it was, um, I know it was streaming. I just, I didn't think it would. I didn't think I'd if I watched it, it was going to make my list. Just, I don't know why. I just thought it was. It was year. again yeah. one of my backups. So I didn't like... try it. I probably I remember liking it as a kid. I mean, I've seen several Robin Hood movies, but I, I, I've only ever seen. I never saw the Russell Crowe one. That was called the Robin Hood, I think. That was called Robin Hood, and it was the cartoon. I used to have a lunchbox. Well, yeah, there was the Disney one where Robin Hood is a fox. Yeah, my brothers had the lunchbox. That, that's kids. a good one. We used to store our Crayola crayons in there. The new <laughs> one with Taron Egerton and Jamie Fox. That one was, I mean. Overstylized. I don't remember that even existing. What year was that? It was like two years ago. God, I don't remember that at all. 
Hmm. It was Taron Egerton. I like both those. I mean, Jamie Foxx. I'm trying to think who the sheriff was. I don't know. It again over stylized. Because Rickman is the sheriff of Nottingham. Rickman right? is the sheriff of Nottingham in this Doesn't one. Does he have yeah. like a fucking perm? Kind of. It, it almost. It looks more like a Jerry curl nice. than a perm. Soul yeah, glow from got, coming to America. <laughs> And he's, I mean, he's just chewing up scenery. He's kind Over of a whiny fucking baby. Like, there's a That'd witch. That'd be one of his first movies, because Die Hard was his first Die movie. Die Hard was his first movie. He was a fucking theater, theater actor. actor, yeah. Well, I told you, I don't you remember, but a guy I used to work with at Grand Valley was in the theater. He went to, he went to NYU. He saw Alan Rickman, because we mentioned it, we talked about it after Rickman died. I was still volunteering there, or not volunteering, but helping out there. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, I met him once. And I go, what? Get the fuck out of here. And he goes, I, I met him backstage. We He was in the production and, and Broadway of uh, Dangerous Liaisons. Damn. He's like, so like, to me, he's like, this is like real, like personal. Like he actually like, I mean, everyone was kind of sad to hear Alan Rickman died, but. Oh, of course. It's like one of those people you see and you're like, ah. This guy should have won an Oscar for something. And then there was some... Who was the... His brother? Uh, who, Rick? Or no, in, in, in the movie. No, I know. Robin Hood's brother. That... I'm trying to remember. It's been... God a, damn it. It was... A, well, who was Christian know. Slater's character? Christian Slater was That's the his brother. brother? Yeah. Okay. Because... Yeah, I don't, like I said, I don't know the Robin Hood story, but. No. His mother died. His father met another woman. Fucking Robin Hood hated him for it, or Robin of Loxley, I guess. Yeah. Fucking had a really bad relationship with his dad after that. And Christian Slater knew he was his brother and hated him and kind of sold him out. I think, or was it a double cross? I think it was a double cross. I think cross. it was a double cross. It was a double it cross. It was eventually, but I think initially he went there. Because he's the one who told him where their fucking village was in the woods, wasn't yeah. he? Uh, yeah, that sounds familiar. But yeah, it's... I'm looking up Kevin Reynolds, because I was like, oh, what else does this guy direct? He directed Waterworld? Well, that's the Count Kevin of Costner. Monte Cristo. I like that movie a lot. I love that store. It's my favorite. It's my favorite novel. That of all made time. my list that year. That's probably that might be that's probably my favorite novel of all time. And it's 125 years old. And French. That's right. It's a great book. Um. Oh, he did Tristan and and Isolde, Isolde, with James Franco. It's like a. Oh uh, yeah, I know that. I didn't see it but i know what that is Waterworld was a bomb if i remember <laughs> yep that was the kevin costner connection he did fandango in 85 i don't know i've heard of all it. right so do we have to do anything else on this one no i you didn't have that that was just tom's it was just tom's one two i, I three, have six four, more five. you have six one two i have five yeah, so it's you then. Well, we're going in order anyways, like you said. Okay, well, I'm going to do one real quick, and then I have to go potty, so I'm going to take a break. <clears throat> I mean, it's been an hour since our last break. 
No, it has not. Yeah, we took our break at 45 minutes, so it's been 50. Fair enough. Um. All right. I think I would do one that I don't think anybody else has, but actually, I have, I have three that I know you guys. Have. <laughs> you usually have like seven that we don't have. Um, I'm gonna go with Drop Dead Fred. What? You never heard of Drop Dead? No, Fred? no. That, oh my that's, god! That's, that's, I just thought of Right Said Fred. That's the Phoebe Cates movie. Yes. Oh, like Phoebe Cates. IMDb of sixty or six point I'm sorry. We can't see the dot. The meta of two p- or twenty-five. Um, tomato eleven percent. Oh my god! But audience, oops, seventy-seven percent audience. Yeah. Phoebe Cates in ninety-one. Um, uh, worldwide thirteen point nine million. Still a good. Budget six point seven eight. I bet. Director. Eight De Jong. Um, Probably like De Jong. And then we have Phoebe Lucatis. You know what you're saying right now. Phoebe Cates. Yes, that one. Um, Rick Millar, Marsha Mason, and Tim Madison. So. Tim Matheson. And this movie also has uh, Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Great movie. Uh, it's I don't nostalgic know fucking. Phoebe Cates, as a child, had an imaginary friend, a friend named, Fred. named Drop Dead Fred. Was he, he Drop Dead Gorgeous? No, he's like a, I mean, an ugly Britishman, oh. essentially. Wore stupid shit. But. How did he end up coming back? He, um, they, there was a, the, 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 oh, that's right. She was locked the in, jack in the box, in the, jack the jack in the, the box, box and it was ripped out that's right. and it was taped up and they so took he was the, real. No, he was no. imaginary. Oh, okay. But they uh, locked the imaginary friend in a locked thing and then they opened it up and then she's having problem. Tim Matheson plays her. Were they engaged? At the time, or were they just dating? I can't. I can't remember. I think they were engaged. You just made me think of when you're talking about like it came out of the Jack in the Box of like Conky from Trailer Park Boys, with Bubbles. Remember Bubbles has that like fucking doll on his hand that like makes him go crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like is this woman crazy? Uh, kinda. She, she works as a clerk in this. What do they fucking call those people? She she dictates everything that happens in a courtroom. Oh, um, what is that called? God damn it! I'll look it up. Keep talking. But no, this movie was one of those movies where she grew up and did naughty things that like, um, she did anything. Um, that well, that yeah, Drop I Dead mean, Fred would say, and he should blame on Drop child. Dead Fred as a child. Yeah. And she's like, oh, Drop Dead Fred made you know made this happen. And so... Um, a stenographer. Yes. A court stenographer. That's how she like works. Shorthand shit. Like, yeah, so... Do, but. This movie was very much like 
all this was going on, and then she got stressed from getting engaged, and they opened up that thing, and Drop Dead Fred came back, and it basically... And her fiancé is cheating on her. And is it like a... What it's a child, genre is It's a movie? child comedy. I mean, it's, it's a PG-13 comedy. Straight comedy. Like an adult would like it, though? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I mean, PG-13, I mean, like... It, a lot of most movies are PG thirteen, really. Like they, the the imaginary friend dropped at Fred acts like he would with a child as their imaginary friend. Gotcha. Even though Phoebe Cates is an adult in her twenties yeah. or thirty-ish. Yeah. So, I mean, calling her booger face and just potty comedy essentially, but. It's a nostalgic pick for sure. It, it's not. So growing up, we had a little sticky thing on our minivan, like one of those little. Uh, what do you call those? Like mac, like stuffed animal sticky. Velcro. No, it had suction cups. So I had a stuffed animal on it and stuff. I don't know about that. Um, but it was a person we called Drop Dead Fred. Is and this a sister film. What's that? Is this a film your sisters loved? Or did you like it? Did you oh, watch this, this is up? all, the whole family loved it. So we call it Drop Dead Fred. And my dad um, one day traded in the minivan and forgot to take it out. And all of us flipped out. Like we were crying, screaming. My dad calls the fucking um, the dealership. And my dad, and they're like, yeah, we already threw that away. Blah, blah, blah. And my dad's like, Oh my god! And so yeah, it was not a good day on anybody. Should have bought a new one. Well, it was rare because we found at Goodwill as well. Buy eBay that shit today. You should do it. Just eBay it. <laughs> I can't remember what it looks like to be honest. Like it was just like a like it was just like a little thing, and everybody loved it. But yeah, it's a drop dead Fred. But that was the movie growing up that my family yep, and I loved. Is this movie like emotional at all? Like there's a little. There's bit a little there. emotion because at the end. Drop dead, she can't see drop dead Fred anymore, but cause, for sanity, because no, because he has to go he, to another child, and uh, she starts dating another guy whose little daughter sees drop dead Fred now. So when she sees her acting up, she's like, "Oh my God, it's drop dead Fred," and she's dating her dad. There, there is a pretty clever moment where she's going back to her psychologist that she had as a child. And she's seeing Drop Dead Fred there, and there's all these kids sitting in the waiting room with their parents. Uh-huh. But Drop Dead Fred is interacting with all of their imaginary friends. Oh no! And That's funny. Yeah, it was. It's it's pretty clever. I mean, I it, it's it is what you expect. Ninety one. It's definitely a nostalgic pick. It's not a very good movie, but. It brings back memories for sure. <laughs> yeah. This was my childhood memory right here. So intermission number three. Two. 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 Yeah. Two. Okay, peace. So I've got... All right, my number six is Thelma and Louise. Never, never seen saw, it. Never saw it. Wanted to. Ever? Just didn't get to Ever. Never seen it. Oh, wow. It. Tomato meter 85, audience 82. 
IMDb is 7.5, Metascore 88, directed by Ridley Scott, written by Callie Corey. Budget of 16.5, U.S. 45.36, worldwide 45.45. Made 90, 90 grand <laughs> over worldwide. Oh, no, actually, yeah, 90 grand. It's got Susan Sarandon, Gina Davis, Harvey Keitel, Michael Madsen, Brad Pitt. Won one Oscar for original screenplay, six nominations, including Sarandon, Davis, I think Best Picture and Best Director. I mean, it's really just like bonnie and clyde with two chicks right like they decide to go on a vacation gina davis's character i think she's louise no she's thelma no no i can't remember it doesn't really matter anyways she's married to christopher mcdonald shooter mcgavin from happy go he's a real dick like it's kind of like oh i'll leave you out dinner and when you get home from work and he's like i'm pretty sure he's cheating on her too and shooter yeah he's a dick and one day they decided to go on a trip anyways, and she's like, can you be out by this time? And she's like, sure. And he's like, she's like, did you tell him? And he, she's like, nope. And she's like, he's going to kill you. And she's like, I don't give a fuck. And they go on the road, and they're going to go on, like, a road trip to fish, which seems weird for women, I guess, in 91, whatever. Yeah. But, like, they take fishing poles and tent gear and all this shit and a convertible and put it down on the back and... They're at a bar the first night in some small town. Gina Davis convinces Sarandon to stop. And she ends up flirting with some guy. And he walks away. And Sarandon's like, you know you're flirting with him, right? And she's like, no, I'm not. And she's like, you don't even know what flirting is, do you? Like, <laughs> And eventually like, they dance and stuff. And he kisses her. But out in the parking lot, he tries to like, fuck her. And she's like, no, no, like get off me. And like, basically he's assaulting her. Right. And Sarandon shoots him and kills him. Like they brought a gun. They brought his one. I think Christopher McDonald's gun. Mm. It's just in case they need it for some reason. Well, then they've killed a man. (laughs) So they're on the run. And this starts to lead a chase. Kaitel's a detective. He starts to kind of follow them. And they set up like they see they know who it is. Just I don't remember how they figure it out, but. They had to start tapping his phone, so like he's helping the FBI or whoever. Okay. And they go on the run. They meet Brad Pitt's character. He's a hitchhiker. They get some money wired to them from Michael Madsen, who's dating Susan Sarandon. It's like eight grand. Brad Pitt sleeps with Gina Davis, and she's like, "That's the best sex I ever had," you know. And she's kind of <laughs> she's kind of dim, and Sarandon's like more like street smart, right? And she's like, "Where's the money now?" And they left him in the hotel room. He was going to shower, and Brad Pitt robs them. Yeah. And then they end up, he ends up getting caught up in this Fed situation, and like won't tell him where they got the money. And basically, it's just it's just kind of a wild goose chase from there on. They come across some one guy. He's like a trucker. They see him like six times in the movie, and every time he's like he's like doing <laughs> shit. Like he's putting like the finger, the tongue between oh, the yeah. fingers type. Like yeah. like hey girls, like and they're just like oh gross, and like blow him off. Then they end up fucking shooting and killing him at some point. Like it just gets, it gets kind of ridiculous. But it's a good movie. It's yeah. Doesn't end with them driving off a cliff or something. Yeah, like it's that. the whole. It's kind of the butch and Sundance. Yeah, it's like they grab ending. each other's hands in the moment and they go off a cliff. Yeah, because the cops are chasing. Cops are closing. Them. Yeah, Kaitel wants to actually like help them. He's actually not like a bad cop or anything. He's just like right. I want to just like help them stop doing what they're doing. They rob a convenience store at one point. 
though Saran doesn't know, but Gina Davis goes and robs it, and she's like, "You fucking rob the get out of here, fucking go!" Like, <laughs> right. it's it's a good blend of like humor and drama and Brad Pitt, ninety one. Was this his what a first fucking, role? Or? It was his first like his his breakthrough. Okay, that's because the I next thought. year he did River Runs Through It, and then he did like True yeah. Romance and Interview with the Vampire, and that's right. Then yeah. Seven, of course, and moved it, and then became a superstar. But yeah, even though this is like, God damn, that guy's gonna be a star. <laughs> but yes, yeah, I don't have a lot to say, but it's, it's just a good. I Cops knew that. Be, I, I, wanted, I wanted to watch. It was it. on HBO, HBO Max. Yeah, yeah, I, I wanted to watch it. I thought it would be on yours, but I'd to never be seen honest, it. I already crossed. Oh, really? I already crossed off way too many. So for this one to even make the list, like it probably would have fell off because it's a good movie. There's two other ones I would have added before this, and so I did want to see it. Just I'm sure this movie is better than Sex and Zen, but. <laughs> Sex I love that we talked about what you're looking for. It's I'm glad hilarious. We, glad we talked about it. That's why I talked about it because it's hilarious. I was almost crying laughing. So good job. <laughs> but yeah, I made it that quick. So I got five left or whatever we have now. Yeah, my number five of five is uh, what about Bob? Yeah, my number three. That's I got that. I'm to be a seven. Metascore is sixty. Ron Tomatoes of 84% tomato meter, 79% audience. $39 million budget, which seems really high. It does. Dreyfus <laughs> must have been really. Well, Murray. Or Murray. Too. <laughs> uh, worldwide, $63,707,829 because it didn't have a worldwide release. Directed by Frank Oz. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I was too. And Alvin Sargent, I know that guy. Sounds familiar. Him, Laura Ziskin, and Tom Shulman were the writers. It's I like wanna... a perfect Bill Murray movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was kind of his prime in a weird way. Like, what about Bob and like Groundhog Day? Yeah. Maybe not at the time, but like God, retroactively, like. Well, within that time, those are like two of his best movies. Ghostbusters later or earlier. Well, they did. When was Scrooged? 88. Yeah. Okay. That's so. what I said. Scrooge is kind of meh. I, I like well, it a lot. Okay. So what I'm just saying is 84 to 94. Look at his whole career. Even 95 That's, Kingpin. Yes. Like, there's so much. This was definitely. And post SNL because he was on SNL from 75 to 79. This was the height of his power. I mean, he probably. was in Caddyshack in 82, 81, 82. Yeah. Two, I think. This asshole wrote a, Alvin Sargent wrote a bunch of the Spider-Man movies. Oh, okay. The first trilogy? Yeah, the Sam Raimi. And the first uh They really do all three? Yeah, the first three, yeah. With McGuire? Yeah. Yeah, this movie... <laughs> Dreyfus is just pure Dreyfus, like... <laughs> Who's the element? asshole I kept fucking him up with when in Get Out? Oh, uh, Bradley Whitford. That's right. Yeah, that was Dreyfus. Like, that was not <laughs> yeah, Richard Dreyfus. Like yeah. I remember being like, "What?" Yeah, that was my drunk. Well, because I remember in '95, I had Mr. Allen's Opus. That was the last. That was really the last big movie he was in. Yeah. He kind of, I part of it is he's just a huge asshole to deal with. That's it's like what James, I understand. It's like James yeah. Woods or William Hurt, some of these famed yeah. assholes to work with. 
Hoffman, though Hoffman still had success later after the fact. Extent, but, but like, Dreyfus was not even that old, you know. Even like, what about Bob? Ninety-one. He's he was probably like forty-three. Yeah, probably um, forty-two. Like he's not that old. He just looks old because he always had gray hair. He had gray hair in his mid-twenties, like Cal Ripken or some shit. But yeah. Julie Haggerty's in it. She's the wife. She's in um, Airplane. Oh. <laughs> and then um, the kids, Charlie Corsmo. This is two Charlie Corsmo movies. Hook. Shit, you're right. He's the son in Hook, too. Yeah. And this movie is Ziggy. And then Catherine Irby, who is in um, She's Criminal in Intent. Ducks. Mighty Ducks 2. Mighty Ducks 2, <laughs> Criminal Intent. On order. Uh, she's in Stir of Echoes. She's the wife of Kevin Bacon. That's right. I always she liked her. Yeah. I just love this movie's hilarious. Like the movie, like the scenes with the the people in town, though the convenience store. They're like, you know, Doctor, what's the... he's, like, he's <laughs> he an asshole. Off. Like you stole their house. <laughs> yeah. And then they like drop him off, and he's like, "How'd you get here?" And they're like, "Hey, Doctor Marvin." <laughs> like. I hadn't seen this in many years, but I, I it was on Hulu and yeah, we, we used to watch. This is one of my mom's favorite movies. Like this movie is so good. Like, yeah, Baby Steps. Wasn't and, this one of your fucking road trip movies too? What about Bob? Oh yeah, yeah. What about Bob? It's a classic, man. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. I mean, Bill Murray is. I love too when him and the kid, him and the son, like when they're like, "Well, Bob can sleep over," and they. He's asking about Tourette's. He's like, "What's Tourette's?" And he's like, "You just swear uncontrollably." And he's like, "They're like, see you later, turkey dick, and like, <laughs> yeah. vomit breath, and all this shit." I don't know. It's yeah. just fucking funny. The family's so nice to him. I love how like nice they are, and their their dad's just a fucking <laughs> shit bag. Like, and he just he just kind of fucking snowballs out of into, control. Yeah. He straps explosives to him. He puts them in the house. <laughs> yeah. Blows where, up their fucking... Where is the pack now, Bob? <laughs> well, I put it in the house. Then he marries his fucking sister at the end. Yeah. It's... I mean, it's absurd, but it's... It's such... It's a good... Yeah. Such a good premise. How did it end with... Uh, the doctor's, like, in a fucking... He's like in a trance. Yeah, He's like a in a trance. trance. Yeah. And then Bob, Bill Murray... Bob marries his sister. Mm-hmm. And then the preacher's, like... If anyone would just like to speak out now, and he goes, ah, <laughs> that's right. And they're just like, dad, daddy, like they're kind of all just like celebrating. They just done, yeah. and that's kind of the end of it. Yeah, I just like when he gets off the bus in Nantucket or wherever the fuck there. He's like, Doctor Marvin, Doctor <laughs> Leo Marvin, <laughs> and like, yeah, the wife's like, Leo, is someone yelling your name? <laughs> Nope, keep moving. But then I like how he helps like the kid with the diving and like he's just like yeah, yeah, he's he's crazy, but he's a good person and he's just yeah, it's like it's it's a fun movie. All right, so on to me. Yeah, what about Bob? Was well, all three of us had that. That was pretty good. I was actually surprised all three. So I have four left. You you introduced that one, so we're just gonna say fuck it. I've only got three left, so I got got four. four. So I'm gonna do one that most likely none of you guys have, because it was on my our, one of our podcasts with our, um, your not your, uh, what do you call? 
category. category. Our category girl. Uh, <clears throat> point Break. That just missed mine. I like that. Movie. I almost put that on mine too. I, I, I like to watch it. I had to put it on there because it was on my. It's funny you have your, to say original. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot no. they remade it. Oh, the remake. Oh, it was. Fucking... No, our girl. That was your worst remake, wasn't yeah. it? That was the one you done. Yeah, the girl we did the podcast with. She's like, I came and make I it through. Like, I'm an FBI minutes. agent. <laughs> but no. IMDb, 7.3. Meta, 58. Tomato, 69. Nice. Audience, 79. Kind of nice. Yeah, 10% <laughs> higher. You know what that means? More effort. Um, worldwide. That means you're like up in the ass, really. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're tongue in it. <laughs> Fart box. Oh, but worldwide. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Eighty-three point five. Stay in there. Oh, good. Worldwide, eighty-three point five million budget, twenty-four. It's a good movie. Uh, director Catherine Bigelow. You know who she is. Um, that was James Cameron's wife. Oh, they got divorced. Yeah. Nice. But they were married, I think. Then. Okay. I think. Uh, yeah, probably. But no, Pat- no, 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 no. But we got Patrick Swayze. Because Ke- I think Keanu Reeves, my boy. Gary Busey, baby. Yeah, <laughs> Gary Busey. He's good in that. Lori Petty. Anthony Kiedis is in it too. That's right. Plays one of the like Nazi so, surfers. Again, growing up, my sister got was hot for Keanu Reeves. Who so, wasn't? So speed. <laughs> This movie. I still am. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I get rock hard when I see him. I don't know about you guys, but um, yeah. So this movie, to be honest, <clears throat> it's one of those movies I remember watching again. I was probably seven, eight years old when my sister watched it, and I watched it too. Whatever. But it's basically an undercover cop that. Ends up going undercover with this one bank robbery group, and then ends up seeing kind of how why they do what they do. It's the Robin Hood's theory. But exactly, exactly, throwing it back, (laughs) throwing it back, (laughs) boom. But um, I'm just saying, like they were robbing for the robbing the banks and giving to the poor, basically. And they they made it rain. <laughs> they made it rain. <clears throat> and so, um, I mean, the original. They were more surfers than anything else, right? Yeah, yeah they're surfers. Like one last Swayze wave, one last them. wave, and that's why because right. he convinces he to get in with them. He convinces Lori Petty. He finds out about her character. She has a record. That her parents died when she was young, so he pretends his parents died when they, he was young to relate with her, and that's mm. how. Because at first she thinks he's like a flake, like you don't fucking want to surf, because she works in like a surf shop, and then she gets him to take <coughs> her out because he knows she's connected to somebody, or at least think suspects like maybe she can get me connected to some surfers, right? And then she's kind of with Swayze at first, or at least they have a history of some kind. 
Remember they had the ex-president's yeah. mask? Yeah. That's always really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty... Sc- like, like, even though he goes, like, I'm next, like... Like, I, like, I don't remember the line he has, but it's like a Nixon line in his voice. And it's like, yeah, that's right. Swayze, I think Swayze's brother's... Not his real brother, but the uh, like character's brother is supposed to be one of the characters. Because he gets shot at the end, I think, and he's, like, upset because yeah. his brother got killed. <coughs> they end I mean, up in, like, a helicopter and parachutes and shit a couple times. Yeah. I mean, you got the iconic scene at the end with Keanu firing up in the air, which they fucking mock and uh, hot fuzz, Mm -hmm. which is fucking fantastic. Well, like, Levitard used to always play the, I, they used to play rejoins, it'd just be like movie clips, and one of them was like, I am an FBI agent, (laughs) and then it's like one of them yelling it, I don't know, it's just stupid, but it is a ridiculous line, but... Keanu Reeves is you can't one like of him. my favorite actors. He's uh, a real dude. He's a he's, real dude. He's he's donated tons of money. He's got to be a vampire, though. I don't understand how. Yeah, he, he hasn't that. aged a day. Him dude, and Rob his, Lowe, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Yeah, they signed the like Devil Has Advocate. He was in on that. <laughs> yes, he was. Yeah, so there we go. Signed to the devil. But I mean. I mean, how old is he? Like, how old is he? Probably 57, 55? Oh, I don't think he's that old. He's no? 50, he's early 50s, maybe. But even like Pitt. Pitt's aged a Pitt's little. Pitt's almost 60. But he still looks awesome. Yeah. But he's aged. You can still tell. <clears throat> but like Rob Lowe, Wayne's World, I had 92. Yeah. And he Rob... looks the fucking same. Well, okay. He might look younger. Let's go into this with Rob Lowe real quick. <laughs> okay. He, he was an alcoholic. That's surprising. And so how people... did he not age that <coughs> You were right, 57. That was a guess. I didn't really know, but... I didn't think he was that old. That's wild. Well, I know there's another on your list this year that I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Well, like, he's been relevant for... In fact, my sister introduced me to a movie of his back when we were in high school. It was called The, the River's Edge. Came out in like '86. Hmm. It's got Dennis Hopper and like Crispin Glover, the dad from Marty Mc. Yeah, yeah. George McFly. It's a good movie, but like Keanu's in that in '86, and he looks. He's probably like well, his, twenty then, right? But. Isn't his girlfriend? His girlfriend's older than him, right? She no, looks she older. looks older, but she's actually like eight younger. years younger. That's right. Yeah, she looks very. She's almost like Sia if she had gray hair. Well, but, yeah. white hair. but I mean the thing about Keanu Reeves is She almost looks like uh, Laura Dern There's a Laura Dern cameo in Twin Peaks The new version Where she's got like very shoulder length Like white hair She looks like Laura Dern in that Yeah No but Reeves is fucking awesome Yeah but and Swayze, I mean, he's, Swayze had a fucking run man He did But talking about Reeves He's never Ever Going to be nominated for an act. Like, he's just not a great actor. No. But he does he's fucking lovable. awesome movies. And he's just a good fucking dude. <coughs> you know, you always have hope, though, because, like, we're at 2022, February 2022. If you would have told me 10 years ago that in this class of Oscars that Kristen Stewart would be up for an Oscar, uh, yeah. I'd be like, what? That's a valid point. I can't wait to see. I'm really movie. happy for her. Like it's kind of like cool. Like, good for you. Like, are we gonna? Is that streaming? It's on Hulu. Spencer. 
Yeah, well, like, that's the thing is, like, maybe there's, I feel like every decent actor, like, his, you could at least say he's decent. He's been in that Hollywood for 35 years. Yeah. You can't make that without being something. No. It'd be cool if five years from now he was up for something, just supporting actor, playing, like, an <laughs> old mentor of somebody. Like, you know, that'd be cool. Like, that, no, I... I... I'd probably be, I'd be thrilled. I'd be rooting for him hardcore. 100%. He's one of the most likable people. Most definitely. And he usually plays good guys. He doesn't play bad guys very often. Ever. I mean, when has he played a bad guy? He did once in the it was the Hitcher or the the Watcher or Like Devil's Advocate, he's not a good <laughs> dude, but he's not I He's mean, still the, the protagonist. He's dealing with the, the devil. Yeah, yeah. He's dealing with yeah. Pacino's the devil. But he's never been an outright villain. That I can yeah, that's what he needs, man. There was that one movie, like five years from now, he plays like Hitler. <laughs> We're like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> <coughs> Starring Keanu Reeves. Like what? No, I. He's beloved. Like who doesn't? I don't know anybody that cares about movies. Because a lot of people, surprisingly, do you ever meet people where you're like, you know who that is? Or like, oh yeah, care? like what? It's surprising, but then you're like. Oh, this is just maybe something I like a lot. Yep, for sure. Like baseball. Like, yeah, maybe not everybody knows who fucking Tim Lincecum is or Miguel Cabrera. Like, (laughs) I do. But, like, I don't know, man. There's something about him. It's special. I don't know. He's got kind of that Tom Hanks fucking aura about him where there's nothing wrong with him. Paul Rudd has that, too. Not just the aging, but just, like. Paul Rudd, for sure. Nobody hates Paul Rudd. (laughs) Yep. Then again, you hated Bob Saget, so I don't know. You, well, I think he killed him. Understandable. Well, fucking head causes head trauma. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which side note? Isn't that scary? Think like what happened? Like, because the family said not to like talk about it anymore. Yeah, it's 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 like weird. head trauma. Like, what'd you do? Like, fall on some ice and hit your head? Like, I oh, was in his hotel room, so. But he might not. He, he might could not, have fallen he earlier. Could have fallen earlier. That's, that's true. But he was in Florida. I don't think he was slipping on ice. Slipping on some armadillos or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) They have those there. Believe me. Where are we at? He just said point break. Neither of us had that. No. Though it was like probably my second. That was close for me too. That was like my number 12. The new one is fucking garbage. Who was that even in pretty... that? Yeah, that one was really good. Was it the Hemsworth brother? No. Well, that was Red Dawn. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't. <laughs> I don't even... Edgar Ramirez, I think, was... Who the fuck that is? Sounds like a second baseman for the White Sox in the <laughs> 80s. Uh, he was in... Uh... Fuck. Domino is the oh, first thing. that He Domino. was the Mexican or Spanish... Who did that movie? That was a sucker punch guy. Was that Snyder? No, that was a uh, Tony Scott. I think Tony Scott. Rip. Rip. Guy fucking killed himself. Jesus. Yeah. Swan dive. That's some good movies. He did. Sequel right. is coming out this year. You chose that. That yep. was your point break. All right, my number five. I've got three left. Me too. City Slickers. Oh, not, on my, not on my list. I did like oh. the movie, but just didn't rewatch it. Tometer Meter 90. It just popped. It was unavailable. <coughs> and I looked like 
five days ago and it was on HBO. Really? It was like unavailable That's anywhere. Yeah. It was like rare. Like you had to buy it for like 40 bucks <clears throat> on fucking eBay. And I was like, fuck that. Damn. Now, granted, I used to watch this a lot. It's kind of like Hook. I used to watch this a lot. I watched too. this probably like, like I said, three, four times a year. City Slickers yeah. was my shit. I, or Tomato Meter 91, Audience 64, which is surprising. It's like an ob- opposite of what I think it would be. 91 for fucking critics? Yeah. That, that, Seems high. Yeah. IMDb is 6.8, Metascore 70, directed by Ron Underwood, written by Lowell Gans and Babalu Mandel. Howie Mandel's older <laughs> brother. No, I'm kidding. Uh, budget twenty seven million, US one hundred and twenty four million, worldwide one seventy nine. Jesus Christ! Seriously? I know Billy Crystal probably. Like that's the only explanation. Yeah. it's got Billy Crystal, Daniel Stern, Bruno Kirby, and Jack Palance. In fact, Jack Palance won Best Supporting Actor, which blows which my mind. I think was one of those career. Is that your stomach? Yeah. <laughs> Was one of the, no career, but one of those like kind of like the moonlight situation where someone thinks that might have been. Mistake. Oh really? I didn't. I didn't see that anywhere. Or no, actually, no, I'm wrong. Palance the next year was reading off. It was the Marissa Tomei. Oh, Palance was where he was reading that, off supporting actors, and people sense, think yeah. he read the wrong name and yeah, it never yeah, got I think corrected. That's right. But even so, I love Jack Palance in this. Oh yeah, he's how the fuck first. would you win Best Supporting Actor? That's a joke. He's fine in it. But anyways, it's about three guys who are best friends. They always choose trips to go on. Like the opening of the movie is them at the running of the bulls in Spain. No. And Billy Crystal gets gored. You assume, I don't think it's up the ass, but it's like near the ass. Yeah. And they're on the plane afterwards. And Bruno Kirby's kind of the more active, like younger girlfriend. Like I fucking got this shit. And he's like, Let's just do something more simple next year. Well, they fast forward, and it's his 39th birthday. At the birthday party, Daniel Stern's character, his wife's a total bitch. She, and you see it, examples of it throughout, leading up to the first 20 minutes of the movie. Anyways, uh, he works. he works for her father as like a store manager at a grocery store. Yep. And one of the cashiers shows up at the birthday party and she's like, hi, is such and such here? And everyone's looking like he's right there. And she's like, I'm sorry. He's like, what are you doing here? Like his eyes fucking blow up. Like, what are you doing here? And she's like, I'm late. I'm pregnant. And the wife's like, why is she telling you this? <laughs> and like, it's, finds out he's like have you been sleeping with her and in in my daddy's store and he goes and the girl goes no it was in his car (laughs) and the what's funny about that the girl the actress's name is yearly smith does that ring a bell at all to you tom it does she's the voice of lisa simpson on the simpsons and you can hear it when she talks you're like oh my god that's lisa simpson she has like a little girl voice (laughs) And she looks very low. She's kind of weird looking. No offense to Yearly Smith. <laughs> Apologies. Don't cancel me. Um, anywho. Fast forward. Billy Crystal and his wife are having trouble. In fact, one of their kids, they have two children. 
The son is Jake Gyllenhaal. I do remember reading that. He's only like nine or ten or eleven or whatever he is. And I think her father dies or her father's ill. And she they buy him for his birthday. His friends buy him that the gift to be a cattle rancher for like six weeks or eight weeks or whatever it is. That's a long time. Who the fuck has time to do that? Right. Anywho. He's like, I can't. I can't do it, guys. And she tells him, like, you've been such a downer the last couple of years. Like, almost kind of gives him an ultimatum. Like, I can't be with you if this is how you're going to be. Yeah. Please go on this trip with your friends, and we'll talk after. And basically, like, he regains the love of his wife, but also, like, they do it. They complete this task where they help... Like, there's, along the way, like, Jack Palance's character dies. And uh, there's these two guys that are running the joint at that point that are, like, sadistic as fuck out of nowhere. It seems kind of like a, how would these guys ever be hired? But they're trying to, like, kill people and shit, and they get up getting run off. And they have to, the three of them run the rest of the fucking cattle across the last, like, couple hundred miles by themselves. Yeah. I don't know, it's, it's just a good movie. It's a kind of like a... Finding Yourself type movie, like, it's got a lot of funny stuff, like, uh, like, what's the line? I think they're talking on the plane after the first bull run, and he talks to Daniel Stern's character, Billy Crystal, about, he's like, they talk about meeting Mil Willie Mays at Fantasy Baseball Camp, and he's like, he's like, remember, da remember, uh, you threw up on Willie Mays? He's like, say, hey, that's lunch on me. Like, it's just like Billy Crystal does, like, a great voice of it because Billy Crystal was his prime then I mean that was yeah, after oh, when Harry met Sally and City Suckers was one of those movies again we watched second one sucks yeah we watched yeah it's not what was that like that was one Search for Curly's Gold, Gold or something like 93. that that was one of those movies again we watched in the van on the way out to Idaho it was on my VHS my parents had the three or four movies per tape yeah and we had the I watched City Suckers like pack. I said like Hook I'd watch it Four times a month, I'd watch it all the fucking time. Yeah, Hook, which sounds weird, but like, no, like Hook and City Slickers. Those are nostalgia picks. Like, it's still City Slickers is a better movie than Hook. Yeah, as far as a movie, but those it's a are, better movie. Those are my go-to's as a child. Like, oh, I'm homesick from school. Let's just put this movie and I'll just lay on the couch and watch this. I love too that Ron. I think it was. This, the case was that Ron Underwood, the director, was a Mets fan. And Billy Crystal's a Yankees fan. Yeah. But in the movie, he paid a bonus to Crystal Ward to wear a Mets hat. Because uh, there's a scene where they're trying on cowboy gear. And none of the hats are working for him. So he just wears the Mets hat. And he's like... <laughs> and it's like, wait, Billy Crystal was a Yankees fan. I know he is. He made 61. Yeah. He went to spring training and... Like for a, actually played played in a fucking spring training yeah. game, but yeah, it's cool. Like I don't know, it's it's a cool movie. Yeah, good heartfelt. Oh, and oh, my favorite, he births a calf. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's Norman. Right. Yep. And he saves Norman at the end. Yeah, exactly. In the river, and he takes Norman home at the end. And the kids are like, "You got a dog?" He's like, "Nope." <laughs> and she's like, "You got a cow?" Shrugs his shoulders. 
but that fucking calf. That's one of those movies. I weirdly hook does the same thing to me. You mentioned it earlier with whatever. I can't remember what it was, but like you just get a moment where like your oh eyes gloss girl. up and yeah. you're like, why, why <laughs> this movie is so stupid. Why am I glossing up over this yep. fucking scene? And it's it when happens. he saves Norman every time since I was fucking eight years old. Yeah. Just gets me every time. I don't cry, but like it te- at least gets me to feel it. Sure. Which is close. That's might as well be crying, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, depends on how much I drank too. <laughs> to see if I actually the tears come. Like or not. Interstellar. Yeah, that. Ooh. That's tough. <laughs> we were all crying. In that fucking, there's a trap. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck this movie." <laughs> yeah. We went to TGI Friday before that. I know we did. America. Mm-hmm. Anywho. City Slickers is my. I've got two left now. I have Thomas, four. You, oh, jeez. Um, go ahead. I have one, two, three. Wait, Riley, you have two left. Let me check. Yeah, I only have two left, so you guys might have to run a couple in a row here. All right, my number four is Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Yes. I just I missed that. my. I did rewatch it. I knew it, it wasn't going to be on yours, you fucking Disney Nazi. No. <laughs> because last week, you know what surprised me? I thought it for sure would be. When I initially did my list, I was like, that's for sure going to be on it. Because last week, when we watched, we did Aladdin. Yeah. And I didn't have Aladdin. I told <laughs> yeah. you Beauty and the Beast was a better movie than Aladdin. And you were like, fuck you. And I rewatched it and I loved it. Didn't make my list. All right. This year was well, fucking you good. Disney Nazi, it was. but. No, I like Beauty and the Beast a lot. I do have to say, man, Bella. Jesus right. Christ. You know what? <laughs> you know what? Actually, I was surprised by? For some reason, it might have been the modern day remake with Emma, Emma Watson, Watson, which one? I liked. I watched it. For some reason, I thought the candle or the teapot, I thought the candle, the candlestick. Yeah. I thought that was Ian McKellen. And it wasn't. No, it was the dude from, I mean, bringing it back, Law and Order. Watterson? No. Orbach? Orbach, yeah. See, for some reason, did McKellen at some point redo, like, with the newer movie? Ewan McGregor. No, not Ewan McGregor. He was the candlestick in the new one. Was he really? Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm almost positive. You might be right. I'm just saying, I I always associated Ian McKellen from Gandalf with that. Yeah, yeah. Magneto. It's I not... always associated his voice because he sounds like he'd have the voice for it. Yeah, for sure. But no, it was Jerry Orbach. I'm almost wow. positive. Yo, you're probably yeah. right. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just um, when I saw it wasn't him, I was like, "What?" <laughs> Great movie. I'm not. This will be like probably no, I, my I, I, first yeah. or second off with Point Break. It was an IMDb of eight, yeah. a meta score of ninety five, Rotten Tomatoes of ninety four percent tomato meter, ninety two percent audience. Fuck off. <laughs> $25 million budget. Little Mermaid will be there in 89. You said this one would be there, too. No. Domestically, made $218,967,620. Worldwide, $424,967,620. Is directed by Gary Truesdale and Kirk Wise. <coughs> Excuse me. It was written by Brenda Chapman, Chris Sanders, and like 40 other fucking people. Which oh, I don't really understand. <laughs> no, believe me, like, if this had been 
90, like four other years this decade, it would have been like my number six. Yeah. This year is good. This year is really good. It is. For sure. And I'm not going to lie, I, as much as I liked Aladdin, this is still a better movie in my opinion. I prefer Aladdin myself. Which is fine. But, I mean, this was nominated for Best Picture, was it not? It was nominated for six Oscars. Definitely. I looked that up, it won two. It won Best Original, original song. song and Best Animated. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. But it was up for Best... It was the first animated film, I think, ever. I think up so. Up for Best Picture. And that was when it was five. Yeah. So that's impressive as fuck. Like, this, this movie is legit awesome it the, the animations great story yeah. holds up the beast yeah. is a fucking douche for like two-thirds of it but whatever i mean that's typical for a movie like this you gotta the support who was the i mean who were the voice actors there was a couple that one of the teapot the teapot, teapot mom was somebody was. famous i think yeah she was uh it's a, Fucking this movie is so God good. damn it. I felt bad for her dad, you know? Like <laughs> And again, they did the remake of this. And I've said this over and Angela over again. Angela Lansbury That's is Mrs. Right. Pops. They chose the best. The best. They did a pretty good job. Well, uh, you talk about the remake. The Emma, remake. Watson. Emma Watson, yeah. yeah. Emma Watson is a perfect remake. And the guy who plays um, uh, LaFou or whatever. LaFou. LaFou. Josh Gad. He, yeah, it's Josh Gad in that. They're, they were looking to do a Disney Plus show, Gaston and LaFou, just kind of their own fucking whatever. Gaston was someone famous too. And then Luke Evans. One. Was it Luke Evans? Yeah. But, see, I don't want a live-action remake of all these fucking movies. Give me the Gaston movie. I've said this so many fucking times. Yeah, if you're going to That's re- why Corella worked. Yes. Maleficent worked. Yeah. Because you're telling the same story from a different perspective. I've been... We need a Jafar movie, you said? I th- yes. I would have rather had... A, granted, Aladdin is my favorite live-action remake. Scar movie? Of any of them. Yeah. Don't give me the same fucking thing. You actually I, see it where Scar, you're like, damn, I feel bad for Scar. <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck Simba. He's a fucking entitled prick. But yeah, I don't want, that was the problem with the Beauty and the Beast remake. It was essentially the same goddamn movie. It was. Not they not quite they like didn't make Lion her King out was. Like in the cartoon, this one, I feel like they make it seem like Bell's a lot weirder. Like in the new one, I didn't think they made her seem weird. Like in the town, no, no. she's super weird in the fucking country. Like even in the opening, like there goes that girl who's always got her nose in books and shit or whatever the fuck they say. She's a fucking smart woman. God damn. What? Yeah. I don't know. But like, I don't know. It's, it's a good movie. Like, like honestly like that and Point Break were like my first two off the list well there's one more which is going to be on your list that's also right there no offense no I get it it's not for everybody but yeah that, that was, was my good. number four alright so my turn yep I only you got I three got, left I only got two left I got two you left got but three. I'm just gonna 
I know this is on nobody's, so whatever. Do it up. Father of the Bride. Oh, wow. IMDb is 6.5. We had the sequel, so you got to have this one. Yeah. Meta 51. Tomato 70. Audience 70. Worldwide 89.3 million. Budget 20. Director Charles Shire. Um, Steve Martin, Diane Keaton, and Martin Short. 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 You know, I love these movies because I know you do. They're just a good family, wholesome, and that's what I remember. Because growing up as a child from a divorced family, that's what you want to see with somebody that's just happy yeah, I get and having it, a good time. For sure. You always have a divorce movie and like a stepmom movie. I swear to God. Yeah, that's my life, man. Clearly, a movie called Stepmom at one point. My new video on Only. <laughs> oh, take it, Stepmommy. <laughs> but yeah. Um, no, these are the type, like this movie. Jesus Christ. You threw me off. Let me think for a minute. Well, you just did the fucking beat off symbol at me. Okay, so. I sit here and think, if I was ever a dad, father of the bride, like, oh my god, like, this movie is all about a guy that's losing his daughter to her husband, where she's gonna start her own life, and he has no, nothing left, like, for her. He <coughs> gave her all the advice he could, and now she's starting her new life. Well, it was also, I think, the fact that it was, like, she left to go study in France for four months and mm-hmm. she comes back and she's engaged and well when she came back he had all these plans like oh who wants to go see this game who wants to go do this yeah. who wants to do that and she never opened her m- mouth and then she basically said i'm engaged i've never seen these movies you never have they're mm-hmm. so good they're they're worth a watch i like sure. steve martin Dude. he's looked the same for 40 years yeah he's i mean um, he's playing steve martin he's like movie. a musician uh dirty rotten scoundrels that is going to be on my list. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Scoundrels. That's going to be on my Planes, list. Trains and Automobiles, 87. Yes. Three Amigos. Three Amigos. <laughs> um, two comebacks in the box. You know on SNL when he was on there? It was actually never official King uh, cast member, but he did the King Tut song. Yep. You know that reached the top 40 billboard? That song that he did on SNL was like, yeah. that's how big SNL was. 50 or not 50 years ago but 40 years ago and now it's just trash he's like cal ripkin with the gray hair yeah he was where he's gray when he was like 33 so you'd think he'd be dead by now but he's like still only like 77 or something yeah 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 i love steve martin yeah what was there was the what was the breakup they like the his daughter and the her dirty fiance. Run. What? No, and father of the bride. Oh, and the father of the bride. Um, the breakup was because. Um, so. Because I mean, the movie is the whole time he's actively trying to. Yeah. Split them up. Yeah. But it's not a good father right there, unless he thinks he's a real. Well, scoundrel. he didn't. He didn't really. No, he didn't really. 
Yeah, yeah, that's he wasn't. He's he just, wasn't trying to break him up. That's right. It was more about the wedding. Like he's got to spend four hundred thousand yeah. dollars on everything they picked for their the wedding. Fuck, is that much money for a wedding? Yeah, it was like a bunch of money. Like you married the courthouse. <laughs> that's what you do now. You get married at the courthouse and have a big party, party after. after. My sister like, did. Mm-hmm. She got married in a park with like six people and was like, "All right." And that's the thing is about nowadays, like with Fathers of the Bride, like back in like the 90s, 2000s, you had to have a ceremony. But now it's gotten to the point of like, hey, let's just go to the courthouse and have a party. It's cost effective. Yeah. Like, and that's where that's where their money's getting lost right now is because that that's oh, done. I don't know about that, but there's a lot more losses than that. But like, I wouldn't if I was a father or even if I was to get married in the next year or two. Like, I'm not spending thirty grand of my own money on a fucking wedding. No, no. I'm gonna Fuck go. That. I'm gonna go to nope. Greece on my honeymoon. Nope. I'll invite like twenty of my closest friends. Or you're not even like ten, and then she invites ten, and it's like, let's go fucking go on a vacation for. Yeah, at that if point, we, if we can't afford it, we'll just do something else. You do the get married with your families, and then just have a party. So my sister did, like literally, like that's the best way to go about it. I think we had like, a party like two years ago. It was fun. Potluck. Everybody fucking drank and. <laughs> yep. That's seeing my parents drunk, which is funny, because <laughs> I haven't seen them drunk like ever. Hi, sure. But... <laughs> well, that's the way to go for sure. Yeah. Kids of the seventies, whatever. Yeah, Father of the Bride. I guess if you had number two, you had to have number one, right? Oh yeah, that's the what first I one is definitely better than the second one. I imagine that's usually how it is. I don't know. Flight. They're just and very homey movies. Like they're they're good. They're good movies. What yeah. is the only mm-hmm. number two movie better than the first? Empire Strikes Back. You could argue that. You could argue a movie <laughs> on this list. You could argue. Ooh. Aliens. You think that's better? I don't. But I people don't. make the argument. That was that's actually whatever. We won't get there yet. Did not make my list. I apologize. But it's my first or second off. We might be talking about two different movies. No, I don't think we are. Because I have All two right, sequels let's, left. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's go. Two sequels? Oh, oh. My right. number two is Terminator 2. That's my number three. That's not the one I was talking about. Okay, that was what I was talking about. You, you some think Terminator people, better? I think Terminator's better. Really? I do. They're both really good. They are, for sure. That was my number three. So T2 Judgment Day, Tomato Meter 93, Audience 95, IMDb 8.5, Metascore 75. I have everybody else. Directed by James Cameron, written by Cameron and William Wisher. Budget 102 million, US 205.8, worldwide 520.8 million. You think that's Europe or China? I don't think China was even open at that point. Stars Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, Edward Furlong, and Robert Patrick. Man, I'm surprised. I I have to see the first again. It's been about three years, four years. It, it is really good, both it, of them. This one's like, it's so iconic, like the Ostevlivista and the. Well, I mean, those yeah. were all from the first. 
but it really like it got like really pushed into our our uh, yeah lexicon and the zeitgeist for sure yeah like furlong's annoying but i don't hate him as much as a lot of people do he's just a kid yeah but he's not jake lloyd no, 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 one. no like, definitely not plus knowing what you know about him with like the drugs and shit like you know think like probably pretty hard on him yeah and we were talking about Catherine bigelow earlier i think cameron was married to uh god damn it what's her name i don't know who he was married to the hamilton Connor. Linda Hamilton. Hamilton, yeah. I think he, he was, was married with to Hamilton. her. Hamilton, you're right. At this point. They might not have been married, but they were together. They may not have They been might have married. married. But he was with Bigelow until when she got nominated for Zero Dark Thirty. I think that's they the weren't year they got anymore. divorced. Yeah, they weren't together anymore yeah. at that point. But <coughs> well, she did point break. James so James Cameron's yeah, that's, ex wife. That's where the did Bigelow <coughs> But yeah, like the effects of this movie, I mean, there's some that don't hold up great, but a lot I mean, of them do pretty well. We were talking about what the Rocketeer, like those yes. hold up. I, some of, like, Robert Patrick melting through shit. That, at the time, it was fucking holy Groundbreaking. Fuck. It doesn't look Yeah, with the metal forming and stuff, with the liquid metal or whatever. Yeah. But it, some of the like the on the phone where she, the mom calls and she's got and she puts the fucking like thing. Yeah, the guys. I mean like, that's cool as hell still. Absolutely. Like but I, I think know what you're saying. This was more cutting edge at the time than Rocketeer was, but I don't know. I'd have to ask my dad. I told you last time. I think Aladdin was the first movie I saw in theaters. I know I saw that in theaters. I think I might have seen T two as a very small child as a tag along. <laughs> really. Yeah, I didn't see this crazy. until late. I'll test my dad or my brother, but I'm I'm not a hundred percent uncertain that I didn't see this in theaters at some point when I was three or four. Right, which is absurd. <laughs> yeah, we were getting fucking murdered and shit and shot. And again, yeah, like some of the shooting where they're shooting the shotgun and like. It look. It looks like he has a fucking metal just, just like plate stupid, like taped to his. But even the shows. over the over exuberance of like. Like, it's just, like, kind of dumb. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that. But it, like, I don't know, man. This was a... And his time was groundbreaking. It's like Raiders or Star Wars where it's, like... And you... It looks silly now sometimes, but... I know you don't like this kind of shit, but... Yeah. I mean, the whole idea of... It just brings in the fucking time travel aspect of it. If yeah, we stop like, this from happening, then we've saved the future. Because the first one was about stopping... Stopping John Connor from, from getting... Born? Uh, yeah, essentially. Yeah. I, Which Kyle Reese was... I mean, the only way to have that happen was to send him back. And Because yeah, the first one, fucking, Schwarzenegger's the bad guy in the first one. Yeah. And the second one, Kyle Reese got him and reprogrammed him to protect John Connor. Yeah. Or maybe it was John Connor that reprogrammed him to pro- protect himself as a child. Yeah. But um, Robert Patrick, he's fucking horrifying in that oh movie. Oh my god. Like, he's fucking an animal. He's still around to this time. He did X-Files shit. He did. Uh... He was in Peacemaker. Is it yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. 
He's he, in True Blood at some point. I remember like Robert Patrick. What else? Like he is a super racist. Plays like a werewolf or something. Super villain. But yeah. In fact, Wayne's World '92, what we did last year, where he's like, that's "Have you right, seen this? Talked. That's actually him. <laughs> Have you seen this boy?" Yeah. Ah, <laughs> drives off. But yeah, the, the effects are great. I mean, Cameron, it's it's long. It's it's two twenty, right? Yeah, it's not too long. Yeah, though. it's not too bad. It's really not. I rewatched it. I own it though. Yeah, I do too. We we watched it. You like the first one better though. I have to. I may have to reassess when we get there. I, <clears throat> I yeah, I think I like the first one better. I think I may have seen the second one before I ever saw the original. I did. Which may which have, is weird. It, I, yeah. But it didn't sway me though. Like I don't know. The first one's cool. I'll admit that. Eighty four. I, I think it's eighty four. Year you were born. So. I think it is an eighty four. Because when we first talked about this podcast. I watched a bunch of 84 movies. And That's te- right. Terminator that, was that one was of my idea we were going to do. Well, we were going to redo the Oscars, which... What of our we? years, yeah. I feel like if he wasn't involved, it was just you two, you and I, we could actually <laughs> redo that. He wouldn't. He'd have gangbang for Best Picture <laughs> and shit. Dude, that'd be awesome, though. Sex, Sex and Zen is Best Picture. I mean, wildest picture. Horse dicks down throats, man. <laughs> but, yeah... Yeah, T2 is It's my number two. and uh, It's my number three. I know I'm going to disappoint you because there's one. Our number one's the same, I'm assuming. Yeah. But your number two, I swear. I I, I did not expect you to have. You know what, though? Two. I had never. I'd only seen the original. I'd never seen the new one that came out last year. And I'd never seen the I'd never seen the sequel. Well then, yeah. So watching the sequel, I was actually pleasantly surprised. I was like, "This is actually pretty fucking good." Oh, you did watch it? Yeah, I watched it. Okay, but yeah, we're. Oh yeah. Well, it's not you. I just went. You did Terminator Two. Yeah. Okay, then it's me. My number two. Should we just kind of referencing? Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. (laughs) Station. Where stations from on the phone yes, calls? Sir. IMDb is six point three, Metascore is sixty, Rotten Tomatoes fifty six percent tomato meter, fifty six percent audience. Speaking of yeah. identical tomatoes, twenty million dollar budget. Domestically thirty eight million thirty seven thousand five hundred thirteen dollars. Worldwide, thirty eight million. $39,850. Was that $1,000? $2,000. Oh, 2000 <laughs> Jesus. It was directed by Peter Hewitt, written by Chris Matheson and Ed Solomon. This movie's cool. Like, I I mean, I'm ride or die, Bill and Ted. Yeah. Like, I've always been. I, I know, I'm a little disappointed now I didn't have it on it, but I like this movie a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's, Dude, this movie was like death was cracking movies. me up the whole fucking time. Yeah, fucking the evil robot us's station. You go to heaven and hell. You fucking playing death and I like how heaven just has every creature. It's just like, what, <laughs> yeah. what are you? Station. Yep. Albert Einstein's there. Fucking, they're playing yeah, charades and yeah. shit. <laughs> like the princesses. The they're fucking. Yeah, they're the playing in the fucking. Uh, Talent show. Talent show, yep. Yeah, it's a good movie. You even get Rufus involved and the yep, villain Harlan. from fucking Die Hard 2. 
Whatever the fucking the South African oh, guy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Fucker's name. Uh, no, I know what you're talking about though. Dude, that movie is so badass. That Sound, made yours or the, no? The soundtrack is incredible. Oh, mine. Whenever, oh yeah, less them, that's right. What's that? You don't rank them, that's right. No, I don't. Bogus Journey was on your list? Yeah. What's it? Well, it almost made mine. Would that have surprised you? It would have surprised me, yeah. But Initially, I didn't think I had any chance. I was like, I'll watch it. I've never seen this. I've seen the original, but... And I was like... This is a lot of fun, like. Oh, it's yeah, it's fucking bad shit. When he We're fucking dead. possesses dead. Whoa, fucking solid grub, dude. Did you ever see um? What's uh? Is it Bill? What's Bill's actors actors? Alex name? Winter. He made like a documentary about He's the made, 80s. All he does is documentaries. Now. He made one about like the 80s specific, like child actors. That's what it was. What was that one called? Bill Simmons had him on. Simmons talked to him for a while. I don't was, remember, but he. That's why I was like, who is this guy? And I looked, I was like, oh, that guy. I'm pretty sure he was abused or assaulted at one point. And, but yeah, I mean. He's that, basically a documentary director. Like, now. Bill Simmons was all about that doc, or whatever it was, or whatever. It was like child actors specifically, is what it was about. Uh, wouldn't Can't track what from what I understand. But, like, yeah, he seemed like a cool guy. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of more the same. I mean, it's kind of different. They don't really time travel. And we've got. They do uh, a little bit, but. Yeah. We've got our Heaven buddy Keanu Reeves. Yep. Yep. Greatest fucking living actor, or the coolest showbiz kids. That's the name of the documentary. I actually had two documentary about the highs and lows of children in show business, featuring interviews and examinations of the lives and careers of the most famous former child stars. Yeah, now he's done several. Like he, after this movie, I'm pretty sure he kind of went into the directing of documentaries. Nia Jovovich, Jaded Pinkett Smith. A bunch of kids. I want to let you guys Henry know. Thomas, who was like fucking yeah. Lady in White back in the day. I want you guys to know the reason why I'm cashed out with my movies right now. You're done? You're out? Yeah. Is because lately I've done a lot of thinking with these podcasts. And I don't like choosing all the same movies sometimes. So it's like. I made my list a little bit longer to talk about other movies instead of talk always having Silence of the Lambs. I do that at the end sometimes. So, I have to say, I know you guys probably have Silence of the Lambs. I would have chosen it, but I want to say... You're like, done, though? Oh, I'm done. You have nothing? I have nothing. Uh, well, how many do I have left? I guess I only have one. <laughs> I have one. Yeah. So let's just do it then. You can just sit. You're but you don't have it. You, I don't. You have, have one other one. No, you have to. I'm cashed out. Let me see your list. Let me double check. No, this. I'm just telling you. Let me proofread. <clears throat> no, I'm just letting you know. Like that was all my move. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what you're apologizing for. What are you talking about? Okay, we're done. Well, we're not we're done. done. We have one Silence more. Silence of the Lambs. Okay. Yeah, that's that's my that's number, my number one. one. Also, is that your last movie? Yeah. Okay. I didn't rewatch it even. I didn't either. But. You want me to go with the numbers? Yeah. Audience ninety six, 
Tomato Raider 95, or opposite. Tomato Raider 96, audience 95. IMDb 8.6, meta 85, directed by Jonathan Demme. Based on the novel by Thomas Harris, screenplay by Ted Talley. Budget 19 million, US 130.7 million, worldwide 272.7. Uh, it's got Anthony Hopkins, Jodie Foster, Scott Glenn, Ted Levine, and Brooke Smith. Won five Oscars. It's the last the of the clean five. sweep. Yep. It won Best Director, Best Picture, Best Actor, Hopkins, Best Supporting, or Best Actress, Foster, and Best Screenplay. Adapted. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's about an FBI agent, Foster, that goes in to investigate these missing girls, I guess. Yeah. And she meets with Lecter, Hopkins. Who's Which, like, how, having now already watched it, how did she get picked? Was she, she just. Her. That's right. He's, he for specifically what it's kind of like red in uh the blacklist i want her <laughs> yeah okay minus the daughter aspect spoiler yeah. alert well actually i don't even know that i never really carried on for blacklist after like season two i didn't either but it they were kind of laying it on pretty thick i mean i guess it could have been a twist at some point but anywho um these girls keep disappearing, and basically, like, Brooke Smith's character is, like, a senator's daughter. And Ted Levine, Buffalo Bill, like, <laughs> yep. pretends to be moving, like, a mattress or something out of the back of a van, kidnaps her, takes her to her bunk, like, her hole in the ground. He's, the whole famous, uh... Push lotion on the skin or else it gets the, the hose, hose again. again. Jesus. Like, Ted Levine, baby. But, I mean, it, it's... Imp- he was picking heavier girls so he could get their skin yeah, to take was, off and like put on that's fucking which, I mean that was kind of the break some, in the case uh, that's also some like I can't remember real serial killer there's almost like a Ted Bundy not Ted Bundy but somebody there's somebody who was doing skin yeah this based on something and Hopkins of course like works his way free from isolation and like ends up on a beach at the end talking on the phone with her and well he was chasing after his psychiatrist or whoever was holding him there yeah i'm having a friend for dinner that's right yeah (laughs) i remember seeing hannibal in theaters it's kind of disappointing oh it was terrible it was uh red dragon red dragon was all right, which is essentially Manhunter. It's Manhunter for sure. Manhunter is so good. Well, eighty six coming up. But I mean, Hannibal Lecter has got to be one of the top ten, ten scariest people. Just top ten iconic fucking characters to put to film. Who else would be on that list? That's Darth Vader. Would you throw a Marvel, like a Tony Stark in there? No. Not quite? I, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, Vader. Vader, okay. Godfather. The Godfather. I mean, if you want to go outside of Jaws. I mean, just iconic fucking. Yeah, just the shark. I, it's I tough. Yeah. He's up there. He's, He's up there, yeah. in the conversation at the very least. That's a good point. 
and he won Best Actor being you know, on screen for like 12 minutes. That's the problem. It's tough. It's Jack Palance won for Best Supporting for City Slickers. Hopkins should have really won for that. And someone else should have won for the other thing. Like, whether it be whoever. I don't remember that year was, but... It's got to be disappointing to be like the number two in that case and be like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. I got Hopkins for 14 minutes here. Foster won. That was her second. Foster. Yeah. Demi won. Won best picture. Yeah. Won all the. It won the big five. It was the last picture. I think, and that, I think the, there's only three. Yeah. That, The Godfather, and, the and one other movie, I think. Yeah, one from like the fucking or Godfather 50s two or something. was one of those. Yeah, it's uh, a hell of a movie. So my miss the cut movies I liked that I didn't choose. Barton Fink, which is a Coen Brothers movie. Never saw it. It was it's on, on my uh, list HBO or one of those. I watched it. Night on Earth, which is an HBO, is about. I wanted to see that. It was Jim Jarmusch. The trailer. It was like five different cab stories from five, five different, different cities. cities. It was yeah. pretty good. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, we talked about. Bill and Ted, we talked about. Point Break, we talked about. My final one almost made the list, The Addams Family. Yeah, we, we watched that. that. Was I, I liked that movie a great deal. Mamushka. <laughs> I love Christopher Lloyd. Yep. I love uh, Raul Julia. Rest in peace, my friend. I don't think I... He died in like 93 or 94. I was going to say, I don't know him from anything else. He's in uh, a couple of 80s movies that are kind of big. Uh, Kiss of the Spider Woman. It's with William Hurt. He plays okay. a gay man in a prison. He got nominated, I think. And I don't know what it was, but back in the day. Uh... Angelica Houston? Yeah. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Also, nowadays. And that movie is so hypersexual, like in some of the dialogue and shit. And then nowadays, I fucking Christina Ricci. Yeah. yeah. I've always loved her, man. Oh. Even when she didn't get her like nose job or face job over, she had she had something done. Yeah. But her eyes were always like those big sad eyes always oh. And just her mm-hmm. fucking dial or her delivery. Oh yeah, <laughs> like I'm a hum- what are you for Halloween? <laughs> I'm Fester. What are you? I'm a homicidal maniac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cousin It was cracking me up. I yep. forgot how funny yeah. that shit is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. So funny. Yeah, that almost made me a list. I'm surprised the doors didn't make your list. Um, I think... It aged bad. No, I think that it's funny in hindsight because Val Kilmer playing Jim Morrison in 2018 when... Freddie Mercury, Rami Malek one. Yeah. Val Kilmer was actually singing. He was actually singing those parts. Rami oh, was shit. not. Like, that's incredible. He wasn't even nominated. Damn. I think like, years later, I think he wins Best Actor, possibly, and Hopkins wins Best Supporting for Based on the Time. Hmm. Make that argument, I suppose. And Palance yeah. doesn't win. He just gets nominated. But, like... Yeah, the doors didn't make mine. Though I did not rewatch it either, but I own it. Uh, I I've wasn't seen available it like, anyway. I've only seen it like two times. It's not. It's fine. Oh yeah, you wanted me to get on the 
DVD Netflix, but I was like, yeah, we're going to sex it. What about that John Hughes movie we didn't watch? Yeah. Connolly? Oof. There was a uh, Wes Craven movie this year, People Under the Stairs, which I never saw. Was Candyman this year? Candyman was last year. That was, was on I our too? list. Last Boy Scout, Bruce Willis. Oh, yeah, I didn't Never saw it. No, I don't know. never got a chance to saw it. It was on Netflix, though, uh, I think. It was, but then it dropped off. Oh, did it? I think it dropped off at the beginning of February because I went to watch it and it wasn't there. I'm like, fuck. I uh, figured a movie with Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans as the top two stars wasn't probably going to crack my top ten. But I mean, 92. That's... Or 91. Yeah. Don't else? Tell Mom the Babysitter's Done. Mm-hmm. I always liked it. I liked it as a kid. Backdraft, I wanted to see. Never saw it. Toy Soldiers, that was one that we were supposed to get on DVD that it lost or fell off, whatever. New Jack City, never yeah. saw. Wesley Snipes. Spike Lee movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was probably one of the. That's probably the top I didn't watch. Ricochet was a Denzel movie. It was on HBO Max. Regarding Henry. Fuck. Yeah, I love Regarding Henry. Oh, yeah. I love That's that movie. Yeah. Just didn't watch well, it. Well, you didn't know about that until I told you about it, right? I, yeah, I watched it. Yeah. You made me watch it. I made you watch it, and you're like, damn, dude, that's a strong flick. I'm like, I know. It makes you cry. It's one of those movies that makes you cry. Fucking Ernest Scared Stupid. I fucking Are there going to be some Ernest movie. movies in the next few that's, years? No, that was my favorite okay. one. It just wasn't available anywhere. There's some Ernest movies coming yeah, because out. Yeah, like, was like, what is this? This was go? far. I've seen a lot of what Ernest movies. Name? That was... Oh God, Jim something, Jim Varney, Jim, Jim Varney, yeah, Jim Varney. Uh, Fievel goes west. American oh, I love t- the Fievel movies, Fucking love that one. Coming up is uh the first one. An American Tale. There are no cats in America. Doc Hollywood. Yeah, I like, like Doc Hollywood. That's a good. I movie. hadn't seen it in so long, so. I wanted to watch Once Upon a Time in China, which was Jet Li's first like Chinese oh, really? movie. Hmm. Just didn't get to it. That wasn't on my list, but, but I guess I, I didn't see it. I feel either. like yeah. uh, we're here in three hours, guys. We gotta we can cut it up here. This shit down. Good year, nineteen. Are we doing twenty twenty one? Twenty twenty one, and then Oscars. And then Oscar right picks. So we got Sandy beat the shit out of us last year. And I was great we, like two years ago. Two years ago, you demolished. I got like 20 out of like 25 yeah. or something. And I would do that again with them. Um, they want to. And just have, we do it the same way and just yeah. have them email us and we'll read it yeah. as we do it. Is there a way for her to call with the three of us on or is that too hard? Oh, we could do it with Sandy. I mean, be four would be No, nightmare. Sandy would be fine if we just say ask Sandy. We don't, we well, last we she was on last year. We just she just emailed us our yeah, her picks. If we actually were live with her, though, that'd be kind of we fun. could connect. We could. That we're today. gonna have to have another splitter. Or no, oh, we if don't. Not, no, 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 you don't. Do it. No, we'll be all right. Yeah, we're fine. We got be fun to like have an extra person. But yeah, ninety one was good. Twenty twenty one. Ninety one. Twenty one. Oscars, and then we'll talk to Sandy later. Maybe we'll have another and then, Oscar prediction. Are they doing a red carpet? 
Uh, I assume they did it last year, didn't they? If no, they did like the Zoom shit, which was oh made yeah, for a horrible oh update for 2022. Everybody doesn't give a fuck. Anymore. All right, let's just, just fucking. <laughs> All right, well, I mean, let's wrap it up. Uh, moving on, 2021. Oscars so far it seems. And then yeah. Then we'll back to going backwards. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Peace. Peace. Station. <laughs> well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more. Booze and bullshit.